This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello everybody and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel Abraham, joined by Damon McDonald. Damon, how was your Christmas? What did you get from Santa? <laughs> funny you should funny you should ask. Uh, you know, Christmas is uh, always a wonderful time uh, at my house. Uh, and and I, and I shared a little bit about that in uh, Voices of Wrestling, right? And I did a little Secret Santa and we talked about matches and I kind of opened up that little writing piece that you could read on Voices of Wrestling uh, about how growing up, uh, I really didn't have uh, a lot of extra cash. Uh, Family-wise, we didn't, we led, uh, we definitely uh, uh, were, were hand-to-mouth. Is that hand-to-mouth? Is that what I'm trying to say? We were poor as fuck is what I'm trying to say. Um, and so, you know, throughout the years, I've tried my best to try to make up for the that right and try and make up for maybe lost time or lost whatever that i felt and then it's a psychological thing i'm sure but whatever i don't know why i'm getting into this long deep philosophical conversation but what it comes down to is this kids ladies and gentlemen boys and girls by miracles and by love and by support and by happenstance and by what have you i'm going to tokyo I will be in Tokyo. I leave Monday, New Year's Eve, and I will be at Wrestle Kingdom. Tickets have been uh, obtained. Flights have been booked. Hotels have been booked. Joel and I will be together Wrestle Kingdom weekend, and I cannot wait, and I cannot believe it. As if this weekend couldn't get any more exciting, David. The first ever face-to-face meeting of the Super J cast, boys. So... If you're going to be in Tokyo for the event, you've got to get yourself down to TGI Friday on January the 4th at 11 o'clock. Get there nice and early because you get to meet both of us. What a treat. We are, what a Christmas we, treat. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm blown away. You know, I, And trust me, two weeks ago, this, this was not happening. It, it was a definite hard no. It, I'm, I was not going. Uh, but now, yeah, we are we are your look. If this doesn't prove that we're the the, the best podcast, the both of us are going to be live. We're going to be there. We're going to be doing stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking to the people. We're going to be watching the matches live, um, and it's it's exciting and it's um, it's quite unbelievable. It's quite overwhelming a little bit, but yeah, in, in two weeks it all came together, and the Super J Cast will be representing the New Japan Pro Wrestling fan base at Wrestle Kingdom. And we can actually do that karaoke thing we've been talking about. Fuck yes, that's right. Trust me, I've been practicing. I got my, uh, I got my Simon chops down. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've been listening to A, a View to a Kill quite often. So uh, yeah, you, you, you guys are in trouble. You guys are in trouble because here's the thing. I'm not the biggest, I'm not the best flyer. That's, this is the worst part about the trip is the flight for me. It just, I just don't like it. I hate it. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. It's just not an enjoyable, pleasurable experience. But the but the pot at the end of the rainbow is what it's all about, and I will be geared and ready to go for that night because um, 
yeah, we're going to do that bond off, and it's going to be fun. Listen, we're going to meet so many people. Uh, I'm going to meet you for the first time, for crying out loud. It's going to be great. Um, and, you know, and, and again, all the people that are already there that I see the tweets about and, and see the information about, it's fun. It's going to be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, big Big Dave's going to be there, you know, Joel. So <laughs> it's only it's only the important media uh, that will be there, and uh, and we will be a part of it. So we're excited. It's kind of wild for me personally. Uh, this well, th- yeah, this time last year, listening to the New Japan podcast in Tokyo as a fan, a big fan of the podcast, and now a year on, I'm part of it, and I'm going to be meeting you as your co-host. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, you know, not to get all weepy-eyed, but, you know, it's amazing what you've you've accomplished for this show, you know, and, and what what has been done in, in this year. So, look, I told you before, I'm super proud of what, what, was, what you know, that we've been able to do and how we've been able to grow the show. And I think this is just a nice little evolution and a nice little step in that direction. So, um you know, listen, first beer's on me, and, you know, we'll do it right. We'll do, we'll tear up Tokyo and, and have a great time and watch some great pro wrestling. And, you know, to top it all off, this Wrestle Kingdom show is going to be great. And, and, the, and the fan support right now is truly unbelievable because the word I'm getting is that tickets are really moving. Um, and, I, and I got a ticket. You know, when, when it was the feedback was getting back and forth to me about you know where the seat was and what what what's available and what's not, I was kind of blown away by you know just the limited availability. So you know, for the people who don't have tickets that are planning on going, they're gonna they're gonna open up that outfield, Joel. And I'm telling you right now, they're gonna get 42. They're gonna get 42 if they open up that outfield to walkups. Um, and the weather is going to be nice. Apparently, right? We're looking at like uh, you know not super cold, sunny days. Weekend, it's all lining up for a nice little party uh, at the Tokyo Dome. Yeah, well, let's get into that now. Um, the ticket update says, uh, this is courtesy of our friends Evan Deadly Sins W on Twitter. It says, all ticket sections except the cheapest seats are either scarce or totally sold out at this point. Um, and like you said, if the first floor sells up completely, they're going to open up the outfield seats for walk-up. So, we're not too far from a sellout, are we? I mean, how much of this do you think is it down to being on a Friday? I think, you know, that's going to have a factor, right? I mean, weekend, you know, people are always looking for something to do, right? And if you are even, uh, a re- you know, a small pro wrestling fan, you might not go to the Big Japan show at Corican, but, you you know, you're going to want to go to the Dome. It's, it's an event. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's a big deal. And... Friday, again, the weather being apparently going to be nice, you know, a little, little nippy, a little cold, but, you know, it's winter. Expect that. It's, uh, I think, I think it's, it's a combination of, of a lot of different things. I think it's one, there are a ton of, of Western, North American, Australian, British, I mean, the list is long. They're flying in from around the world. Canadian, you know, they're flying in from around the world. And I and I and I told you that it felt like to me this is one of the most heavily foreign populated Wrestle Kingdoms that I can remember. That's number one. Number two, the product is hot. The product is hot. There's a buzz. There's an interest. 
Um, three, again, weekend, weather, all these things combining in a perfect storm of it's going to be – I don't know if it sells out. I don't know if – because, you know, I think what they'll do is they're, they're going to play it by ear a little bit, and they'll just keep opening up sections. You know, if, if, if people are still standing in line, I can't imagine them being like, no, we're, we're sold out, but then, you know, there's sections in the outfield that are empty. Um, they're going to sell as many tickets. As, it's a pro wrestling. At, at the end of the day, it's a pro wrestling company. They they want asses in seats. So if if you know, barring the stage and the and the setup and the ring setup and all that stuff, if they can get people in there, they're going to try their best to get cram people in there. So um, I think I think you know, I, I'm feeling pretty good about that 42 paid prediction. One other thing I should point out, because you didn't ask me about my Christmas present, Damon, and I'm sorry. I've got a visit from Santa, and I am now the proud owner of a ticket to New Year's Dash, courtesy of very good friend of the show, Fraser, who we forgot to mention last week when given the roll call of friends of the show. He is one of the best friends of the show, who uh, gave us that excellent interview at the G1. So, Fraser, thank you so much. Um, because of you and your festive generosity, I'm going to be going to the Dash, and I can't wait. It'll be my first ever trip to Krakowin Hall. Wow, that's, that's, that is great. Yeah, I mean, look, Fraser's the best. Uh, met him, like, two trips ago, and he was awesome. And, again, I, I've told the stories many times about uh, him just, just kind of sauntering up and then became part of the crew, and, and he fit right in like a glove, and he's a good guy. And, yeah, that was a really incredibly kind thing for him to do um and joel for, for the first time being at cork at hall being there at dash which should be a really fun show it's always a fun show it's packed and again i talked a little bit about that exclusivity if that's the word um you know how it's you know it feels like you're at a special event and you're 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 one of the chosen few to get in the building again i'm still trying to pull some strings we'll see if we can get it or not you know i don't i don't know um, if anybody's got an extra ticket, I'm interested. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, uh, you're, you're going to have a blast. That's going to be fun. So yeah, a- absolutely great job by Frazier. And we certainly do appreciate it. He's a good guy and, um, everybody's going to have fun at Dash. And, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, if you are in Tokyo, um, the, the chain, uh, hub, the, the British pub chain that's in Tokyo is broadcasting New Year Dash. So um, you know, maybe that's an option. Maybe it's uh, you know, you kind of swing out there and 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 grab a couple of Guinness and uh, enjoy the show uh, from there. So you know, it's going to be fun all the way around. You're not going to miss out. And if you're in the building, awesome. If not, there's options for you in Tokyo. You might even see my ugly mug on the TV. It's a small place, Krakowin. I think you will. I, th- I think we definitely will. Hey, listen, if Kevin Kelly, uh, you know, if we, we uh, all I want to be is on a pre-show. You know how he does a little Facebook Live thing or Twitter Live or whatever he does, whatever the, the cool kids are on now. Is it Instagram? Um, you know, just That's all. You know, just get us on there. That's all I care about. I don't have to be on the show show. Just, you know, and a shout out would be nice, too, if, if he could. If he would be so kind. He's awesome. He was, uh, he was really uh, – we're getting a lot of positive feedback about that interview too. So um, excellent job by Kevin Kelly. I don't know. We're, 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 all a, we're all in a good mood here. We're all in a good mood here, uh, Joel. This is, a, this, is, this is turning out to be a, a hell of a week. Everybody's getting cr- – and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, fans of this show and, and myself, we need to refer to you by doctor if I'm not mistaken, right? No, no, not doctor. Master. 
master. I, I, fine by me. Uh, yes. So congratulations yeah. to you. As I, I'm well. the proud so, uh, owner of uh, a, a master's in international teaching. So I had my little graduation today. Uh, Mally made me a cake. It was wonderful. Well, congratulations to you. Look at this. Everything's everything's turning up roses here, right? I don't know what's what, what could possibly go wrong at this point. I don't know. More good news. All Stephen. right. Uh, so more good news. Hiroshi Tanahashi okay. has signed have? a new deal with New Japan, so uh, we can finally put to rest those fears of him signing for NXT. Ah, that's, <laughs> that's true. We are. Uh, I don't think there that there was um, a huge shock in that, right? Right. I, I think. Uh, I think everybody's pretty comfortable with that one, right? I, I think it's a safe one. Yes. Yeah, I don't think it was in doubt. But still, you, you never know. You can never say never where WWE are getting their, uh, their money involved. You know, you might see Tanahashi on the Largo Loop being taught how to look at the hard camera. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I, think, um, I don't think that there was any mistake or anything uh, lost in the fact that you know Tanahashi dressed sharp in his suit uh, just days before Wrestle Kingdom main event. You know he left he left no doubt uh, where his allegiance is and where his heart lies and where his uh, pockets are being lined uh, by by signing and tweeting out that picture just days before Wrestle Kingdom. I think that I think that might be a little significant, maybe a little uh, what do we say, throwing a little shade uh, on on some people. So. Uh, Good on good on Hiroshi Tanahashi, getting his digs in when he can. All right. Well, first thing I wanted to start with is looking at the Shupro Wrestling Grand Prix results. Uh, this is basically hardcore wrestling fans in Japan, and these results come courtesy of at TWF87 on Twitter. So let's have a look at these. So uh, as voted for by the readers, uh, the Grand Prix, so this is just basically wrestler of the year we got number one is tanahashi number two is naito three is masashi takeda four kenny omega five okada six sugiura seven was marifuji eight kento miyahara nine ibushi and ten shinsuke nakamura uh, other stuff we got here best match number one was tanahashi versus ibushi in the g1 final number two okada versus kenny at dominion number three kenny versus ishii okada versus naito kenny versus ibushi so very new japan heavy with best match best tag team number one evil and sonada uh, number three golden lovers number four show and yo five desperado kanemaru six young bucks uh best foreigner number one kenny omega two jay white three zach saber jr four chris jericho five juice robinson uh newcomer awards so uh at number one we've got utami hayashishta uh, number two, Yota Suji, and three, Yuya Uemura. Just to touch on the, a few of the prominent names there. Favorite wrestler, number one, Naito. Number two, Tanahashi. Number three, Hiromu. Four, Okada. Five, Omega. So, so having a look at these and try to pick out a few things that stood out to me. So one thing I noticed, uh, and a few people pointed out to me, that looking at this, Kenny Omega is more popular in Japan than the critics think. Um, this was pointed out by at RBX2000 on Twitter. So Omega's fourth overall, fifth most popular, third best tag team, three matches in the top five, and at Wrestling Ratings pointed out he's 27 spots higher than the number two ranked foreigner in the favourite category. So people who are saying that, oh, he's only a draw in the West and people in Japan don't like him, not not true according to this so there is evidence here that Japanese fans are pretty keen on Kenny Omega uh, other stuff I've noticed here Naito still incredibly popular despite a relatively quiet year so being second in the Grand Prix and first for favorite wrestler despite uh, 
by his own high standards, not having a, a standout year. Sonada, real star potential. This is pointed out uh, at PK Shea. He ranks in best match, best tag team and favourite wrestler. So there's a lot of star potential there which hasn't yet been tapped into. And Liam on the Discord pointed out about Yota Suji. He's already connected with fans because, as I said, uh, Hayashishita got uh, first place. She got 1,400 votes. Suji is second with 895. And then Uemura's got only... Uh, we've got less than 200. So it's, Yota Suji is doing something in these early stages of his career to connect with the fans. So... Um, some interesting talking points coming out of those results. Yeah, it's uh, you know the the one you know obviously everyone's kind of I'm sure when those numbers were released online, I think a lot of us were kind of looking at okay where are the New Japan representation and you know specifically what was Kenny you know because again depending upon what side of the fence you sit you know you want some evidence to kind of support your narrative right you want to see. Kenny Omega be 8th, 9th, 10th, 12th, whatever, uh, to kind of prove a point of, hey, he's, you know, he's here for the Western fans. Um, you know, Kenny fans are kind of flipping the coin and saying, hey, you know, I, I'm sure he'll be high up, you know, uh, with the Japanese fan voting. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm truly not surprised because to me, to me, you know, and I think the numbers kind of speak to this, is that. Kenny has always been a a a fan favorite at the very least, and dare I say a draw um, in Japan. You know, from you know the DDT match with with Kota uh, uh, years ago. That that kind of I don't want to say put DDT on the map, but it was you know it was you know a, a a solid draw for for a promotion that you know really didn't have that solid draw. Um. And the position that he's in, he's headlined what three, four? I mean, headlined, semi-headlined, whatever you want to call it, you know, with the Jericho stuff. But he's on, you know, he's top two matches, arguably, arguably, the past three years at the biggest wrestling event in in Japan. So there's got to be something to that. That that can't just be based off of speculation of Western expansion. Can't be. Man's a draw. The man. Uh, you know, is popular with the, the Japanese audience. So it's not just this line in the sand of Western expansion, Kenny. The fact that he he's, he's a proven commodity. Uh, Tanahashi being number one. I I don't want to say that it's that it's surprising because it really is it when you look at just over the years and and even even this year too. Just the, the popularity of him in the building and and what he means to the promotion, just in general. Um, and again, people can point at, oh, you know, you look at the G1 and, and, and uh, you know, how the, the, the Kenny and Kota match outdrew the Okada-Tanahashi match and all. And, you know, you could put that on freshness. You could put that on, you know, the fact that you, you, you saw – uh, Tanahashi and Okada many times throughout even this year, let alone throughout their history. Okay, what, whatever. The, the fact of the matter is, is that for New Japan Pro Wrestling and pro wrestling in general, I don't think that there's anybody more identifiable in modern times than Hiroshi Tanahashi when it comes to the Japanese wrestling public. And I'm speaking for them, you know, at, 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 with a big, broad brush, mind you. But again, I think that poll kind of helps support that, right? So, uh, 
I'm, I'm trying to really think if there, if there were really any huge surprises. And and no, I I think I think they kind of fall in place. Like if I were going to guess where wrestlers would fall in, on a hardcore pro wrestling fan base in Japan, I think those numbers kind of kind of work out right around where I would think they would. All right, next thing I'd like to talk about is a bit of New Japan data. So credit to Josh Engelman here for compiling these. These were tweeted out earlier in the week on the Voices of Wrestling Twitter account at Voices Wrestling. So let's make it like a little quiz, Damon. Um, question for you. Who do you think had the highest pinfall differential in 2018? So who had the most pinfall wins versus their losses, correct? Their plus minus. Correct. I would say somebody in a tag scenario. So who would pick up more tag wins than losses? Um... My first guess would be, I was going to say evil, but I'll go with Sonata. Am I close? Well, kind of. You're in the right faction. It was actually Tetsuya Naito. Okay. Plus 37 falls. You want to guess who's second? Um, am I, are, are we still looking like, uh, am I warm with tags? No, not really. Okay. I mean, this guy is in a, a fairly prominent tag team, but he's also a big singles star. Okay. Well, not star, but a big singles wrestler. How about how about Kota Ibushi? Uh, it's actually Big Tom Ishii oh. seconds with uh, plus thirty six. But yeah, he, he had the most pins overall. But because of the pinfalls that he ate, he's second overall. Uh, third place is Jay White with thirty three. So interesting there. So. Uh, and I don't want to start poking the bear as far as Naito fans complaining about the year he's had, but uh, in terms of the data, he's picked up plenty of wins. Um, who do you think had the lowest? Who picked up? Who who ate the most pinfalls versus the amount of pinfalls that they? I mean, somebody like a David Finley. Close. Okay. It was uh, Toa Hanari ah, okay. at minus sixty-eight falls. So he was pinned 83 times in singles, tags, trios, or four-plus matches and scored the winning four just 15 times. Second? I'll go... Uh, I mean, we're not counting Young Lions, right? We're not counting Young Lions. No. Or are we? Okay, good. Um, who's taken... Bushi, I'll say. It was actually, this is a surprising one, Taka Michinoku. Minus 57. And Taka had zero singles matches. He took 20 falls in tags, 21 falls in trios, and 16 in four-plus matches. And Taka didn't get one pinfall all year. Not one. Wow. Wow, that's something. That's that's guy. And and again, Hanare, obviously, he's gotten at least one. Um, Huh. That's weird. I mean, you would have thought he would have picked... Here's another... You would have thought he would have picked up at least one, but okay. All right. Yeah, give me another one. I, I like these. This is fun. I like this. Okay, this is just a little factoid. Uh, world-class tag team, Gado and Jado, failed to work a single match in 2018, breaking a 25-year streak of working at least one two-versus-two tag bout together. Huh. Okay. Well, yeah, you didn't really see one half of that the, that team much. You saw them at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and then you saw him with the Bullet Club turn stuff, or you know the, the you know on Okada and Jay White and all that stuff. Um, yeah, wow, twenty something years, huh? Uh, wow, okay. Well, look, 
they're not afraid. Listen, they're not afraid to, uh, to uh, you know, out with the old and in with the new, <laughs> this company at this point. Uh, you know, again, no Liger, no uh, uh, Fale on this show. And I, I wouldn't say Fale is an old, but, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's a couple names on this show that, that have had uh, old war horses that are uh, not on this, sh- this Wrestle Kingdom show. So, um, hmm, 27 years. Okay. All right. That's a good fun fact. All right. Yeah, the, the whole year, like not one match for the entire year. You'd think they might give themselves just one tag match on a Road 2 show just to keep the streak going. But no, very, very selfless people. Okay, here's another one. Uh, Kazuchika Okada was 36 and 82 in tag team matches this year in New Japan. He dropped zero falls in those bouts while scoring 20. His total win-loss record was 48, 86 and 1, 12, 4 and 1 in singles. 135 total matches. So he came in second for total matches. There was only one wrestler who worked more matches than Okada. So this is just strictly New Japan. This is not co-promoted ones. So who was it that worked more matches than Okada and most matches in New Japan this year? Okay. Um, I'm going to guess the faction first. Um, L.I.J. Am I right in the faction? No. No. Okay. All right. I'm gonna, no. Then my second guess will be Bullet Club. Nope. Oh fuck. Well, I'm screwed. Um, because I was gonna say, mm, well, it's not gonna be. So I'm not gonna say that. So who worked more matches than Okada? New Japan only. How about that? Tamatanga. It was Hinare again. Wow. And Bushi was in third. Bushi in third. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say Next an one? LIJ member yeah, yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, most tag team wins. This team got 33 wins. Who are they? G.O.D. No? G.O.D.? Uh, no, it was Ishii and Yano. Fuck. Next one. Most Most tag team losses. 22 losses. Uh, Finley and Juice. No, it was uh, Maccabe and Hinare. Ah, Hinare's name popping up quite a lot here. You know what? Uh, okay, I, you know, best tag records. You, you, you did mention no, that he had the, the most losses, so you know I'm, I'm kind of stupid on this. You, you you basically gave me the the final answer, and if I just stick Hinare in there, and I, I you know, that would be the answer to most. All right, um, I'm dumb. All right, keep going. Okay, uh, tag team with the best tag records with a minimum of 10 matches. Hanare. No, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, minimum of 10 matches, best record. All right, well, who got the push this year in New Japan? Let's think about this. Come on. Well, tag team. I'm, I'm going to give you, okay. Uh, no, go, go on. I'll leave you to guess it. Yeah, come on. I got, let, me, let, me, let me flesh this out. Um, in a tag scenario, who did we see pick up the most wins? Is is it or now, is it multi man tag or or is it a single tag? I'm gonna help you out here because this right. is a an unusual team and they only had ten matches. They went ten and zero. All right. Um, only had ten matches, ten and zero. Well, how about? And this includes the World Tag League. 
Uh, this team were not in the World Tag League. Oh. Young Bucks? Obviously, the, the World Tag League was, what, 17 matches in the World Tag League? No, it's not Young Bucks. It was actually Naito and Sanada. Bit of a strange one there, but they tag- they teamed up 10 times and won all of them. Oh. Makes sense. All right. I'm not doing right. well here, Joel. Worst tag records. No, no, you suck. Uh, worst tag record, minimum of 10 matches. Uh, I'll tell you the records. You should probably be able to guess. Uh, 0, 17, and 1. All right, well, then it's got to be uh, Hanare and um, David Finley. No, it was uh, Yoshida and Umino. I said no young lions, right? Then I say young, no, I mean, okay, yes, that makes sense. Okay, next question. Uh, three left. Okay, most total matches with no singles bouts. All right, so the only, this person's only working tags. Um, and no singles matches at all this year? Yeah, 84 tag matches and zero singles bouts. Okay, let's think about this. Uh, Tangaloa? Yes, spot on. Boom! Nice. No singles matches, huh? Okay. Yeah. I mean, not that I would be clamoring for it, but yes. All right, there's one for Damon. I'll take that one. All right, victory lap. All right, uh, most total tag falls won with 37. All right, so this person picked up the most pinfall wins on his team. Is that correct? Or just, or, or is it just we're just looking for the team? Uh, I think just... Uh... I don't know, actually. <laughs> I should okay. have researched this more carefully. I'll just copy in the tweet. But the number is 37. Most total tag falls won. I'll say... Um, I'll say... Naito? Uh, no, it's Ishii again. And uh, uh, Tangaloa, second with 36. Right. And, okay, last one. You've got to try really hard to. You've got to get this one right. right. Most total tag falls lost. With 77. Hanare. You are correct, my yes, friend. Well done. Thank you. I knew it. So well, I went like two for eight. Hey, that's pretty fucking great for a guy who does a Japan <laughs> Pro Wrestling podcast on you. How did you Shit. do, listeners? Did you play along? Let us know your scores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you, know, you couldn't do any worse than I did, for Christ's sake. But I'm not. Cause here's the thing. I, here's my excuse. <clears throat> One, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, over and above the, the 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 higher arching theme of this is that I am an idiot. But um, also, uh, I'm not good at trivia in general. Like, I don't even know what I did yesterday, let alone tell you what happened in March. So um, I've never been really good at... I have heard the episode of Five Star Match Game that you were on. And and how I fucking blew Kamitachi. Ugh, that... I'll take that one to my grave. What a what an embarrassment that was. You know, I started out well, and then I, I, I it was the pressure. And Lance is intimidating a little bit. You know what I mean? I was just like, ah, fuck. I gotta, I gotta do well. And then I, I was until that last round that just totally fell apart oh well all right well there's 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 trivia damon brought to you by verizon wireless (laughs) uh all right very good what else we got 
Okay, well, let's get straight into it then. The Wrestle Kingdom... <coughs> Excuse me. The Wrestle Kingdom preview. I'm so excited. I'm literally choking with anticipation, Damon. I've just got one question for you. It's a bit of a silly question, but it popped in my head earlier today. For me, a big part of going to these wrestling shows is the music. I love the music. You know, big fan of wrestling music. Music of the Matt, Andrew Rich's excellent podcast. Which music... Which wrestler's entrance theme are you most looking forward to at Wrestle Kingdom? Which one, when that music hits, a goosebumps going to go on your skin, hair sticking up on the back of your neck, and you're like, fuck yes, it's on now. All right. So, again, I am. I love Kushida's theme. I love the starting of the, the drums, the drum beat. Um, I, I That one gets me amped, right? But two entrances that I know will be spectacular. Uh, one... Okada, because I think you know, I that is just it's just a grand entrance, um, and that when that music hits, that's going to be great. Uh, but then Naito too, you know, uh, that that that's one thing. You know, talking about memories and taking stuff to your grave. I uh, I'll, I'll never forget his entrance uh, last year and the year before. They both were spectacular, um, and the crowd was amped, and everybody was just knew it was. Energy and the, the the buzz. The buzz was buzzable, as Kevin Kelly likes to steal from me. Um, so, yeah, I would say those two. Kushida on the undercard, but then Okada and Naito definitely will, will get just everyone ready to go and amped up. Yeah, I was going to say Naito as well. When that hits, the, you really get the chills and the, the crowd pops, the... You're pretty good at that. I've got a a special place in my heart for whatever is opening the show. You know, that first entrance theme for the first wrestler or tag team who's coming out. So this year it's going to be... So... Will Ospreay, when that music hits, oh man, just, just thinking about it now, Damon. Oh, so excited. Yeah, I'll tell you what so, I'm, I'm most uh, Let's excited get straight for. on wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, wait, wait, let's pause because I'm going to tell you something that I'm excited for. And I swear to you, when I hear it, you're going to be the first person I think of is that video montage and that video, uh, what, the VTR, they call it. When they, when they rip that out, I'm going to be just hyped. Um, <laughs> it's going to be great. And also, um, when you hear that uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, uh, New Japan, that classic New Japan pro wrestling theme song, that when you hear that at the Tokyo Dome and everyone is hyped, that that's when you know the shit is on. So that, at that very moment is when pants will be fucking down at the Tokyo Dome, that's for sure. Okay, let's get straight into it. So we've got our pre-show match, the gauntlet match to determine the number one contenders to the never open weight six-man tag team championship. The most violent players, Togi Makabe, Toriyano, and Ryusuke Taguchi versus Yuji Nagata, Jeff Cobb, and David Finley versus Chaos Team of Hiroki Goto, Beretta, and Chucky T versus Suzuki-gun, Minoru Suzuki, Lance Archer, and Davey Boy Smith Jr. versus the elite Hangman Page, Yujiro Takahashi, and Marty Skull. So, first of all, Again, we talked about this several weeks ago. Sacrificing the Rambo, I think, is a fair trade for getting a brilliant main card with seven singles matches. I think that's a big, big win. So, of course, yeah, I'm going to miss the Rambo a little bit, but I can't really argue with the decision. 
my thoughts on this match, I kind of feel that a face team needs to win this in order to challenge G.O.D. at Dash. You can't have two heel teams going out of Gorillas at uh, New Year's Dash. I think this Chucky T situation needs to be resolved as well. We've got the situation with the Chaos Mole. Who's that going to be? Could it be maybe even someone like Jeff Cobb? Could it be Hanare? Um, I've st- still got my money on Beretta. I still think he's going to be the, the Bullet Club Mole in Chaos. we got Yano Makabe reunited. Maybe a bit of a faction reshuffle on our hands. So my prediction for this Gauntlet match is going to be Goto and Best Friends. And then I think something goes down at New Year's Dash. I agree. And you want to start the card off, um, again, not officially start off, but, you know, pre-show start off. You want to warm up the crowd. You want to get them, uh, you know, feeling good, feeling positive. And I think, uh, yeah, somebody along the lines of a best friend, Goto, would, would probably be the best fit for that, um, even though I, I think the Suzuki um, team would be a fun uh, one to challenge the next night at Dash. But yeah, I'll 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 stay with uh, within your camp and go Goto and best friends to challenge. Um, I like I like the idea of the gauntlet as opposed to the rumble. To be honest with you, I think this just has a little bit more flavor and a little bit more stakes involved. Um, you know, they could they and and they have in the past with the rumble had the winner of that match challenge later on uh, in the year early in early in the year. Um for an Intercontinental or maybe even a Never or something along those lines. So, yes, they could have done it, but I'm perfectly fine and content uh, with this kind of, again, setting the tone. It'll be fast-paced. It'll be, it'll be you know, 10 pounds of shit in a 5-pound bag, but everybody will get their stuff in. Um, it'll be, you know, just just craziness. But, yeah, I think a, a face team will win and, and challenge at Dash. So uh, that, that's a good way to start the show. All right, if you're booking this, Damon, and you have to decide which team or which wrestler is going out first, the first man out at Wrestle Kingdom 13, the first music to hit, who are you picking out of those 15 that's going to get the biggest pop from the crowd? Suzuki, right? He's got, and he's not coming out no no fucking generic music. He's coming out to his music. Uh, you want to get everybody singing along? You want to get everybody clapping? Have that be the first one to come out and uh, set a tone for the evening? Yep, I'm going, I'm going Suzuki-gun. Okay, so our first match for the main show, singles match for the Never Openweight Championship, Kota Ibushi, uh, the champion defending against Will Ospreay. Now, build for this has been a little bit clunky, but this is something that's actually been on the cards all the way back since September, where we had Golden Lovers versus Ishii and Ospreay at a Krakowin show. This match is going to be bananas. It could easily end up as match of the night. And as far as the outcome goes, it's very hard to predict because both guys as Never Champion makes sense to me. But... I feel Ibushi should have bigger fish to fry in 2019. Hopefully, we might get a little Golden Lovers tag title push. Uh, Maybe Ibushi has a New Japan Cup run, or maybe even a Madison Square Garden title shot against his fellow Golden Lover, Kenny Omega. And I think this title is a good way to establish Will Ospreay at heavyweight. So I'm picking Ospreay here. Yeah, I'm torn. Well, well, here's the thing. I'll, I'll 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 go with the definites first. One... To, to start off a show, I mean, I'm really hard-pressed to think of a, of, a, of a show where the potential first match is such a uh, sweet and sexy matchup on paper. Um, I mean, usually you'll get juniors, and, and, you know, there have been big shows where, 
uh, you know, big names and big talented guys are first to again set that tone. This is this is this stands up there. This stands out to me of being two guys who are at arguably their peak when it comes to their pro wrestling abilities to open a show. Uh, and and again, it is this. I feel like this is a a, a springboard for for Will and his heavyweight. Uh, his venture into the heavyweight ranks. I think Abushi's is already established. He doesn't need a title. Whereas I, I don't necessarily feel uh, Will needs a title, but it certainly does help him more than, say, Abushi. Um, I'm, I'm in for Will. I'm in for a great match. I'm in for an outstanding opener. And yeah, it, you know. It, a pro wrestling locker room is a very competitive space. And you know that those two guys are going to want to go out there and just blow the fucking roof off the joint um, and set that tone and, and, and have everyone just compare their match to what they saw open up the show. So, again, we talked to Kevin Kelly about it and, and time, and it doesn't sound like anybody's being held back. This this has the makings of being just one of those most spectacular matches of the night, and and what a way to open up! I'm going Will taking the never title. Next match, three way tag team match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship. The champions Suzuki Goon, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and El Desperado versus Rapongi 3K, Shoin Yo versus Los Ingobernables de Japón, Bushi and Shingo Takagi. So let's put aside the. Very bad and very stupid way we arrived at this match and the fact that it rendered that Super Junior Tag League obsolete. Let's forget that. The first iteration of this match was very, very good. This should be good too, if it has enough time. And let's also give Suzuki credit for the title run itself. Um, I think this is going to be 304 days by the time Wrestle Kingdom comes around. And that's not too far off the record, which is Shinjiro Otani and... Tatsuhita Takaiwa Takai- Takai- in 1999 to 2000, which is 348 days. So there is a chance that Suzuki might sneak the win again. But I think they're going to drop the titles here because they've exhausted all possible challenges at this point. I'm pretty sure we're going to be moving on to a Rapongi 3K versus LIJ program for New Beginning. I like the idea of Rapongi 3K's redemption coming full circle and then getting their first Wrestle Kingdom win. But also, I like the possibility of an LIJ roll call with lots of belts, but I'm going to go with Rapongi 3K here with show pinning Kanemaru. Okay. Here's when I when I go through shows like this, I always try to say, okay, how many title changes am I going to watch? How many how many how many are we going to see? So, if in fact that's the case, now we're looking at back-to-back title changes on the show to open a show. And that's that's impressive, right, to say the least. Um, and that's why I'm kind of leaning toward a successful title defense here. Um, I, I, I feel like, you know, it's odd to see back-to-back title changes. Maybe not so much earlier in the show, but, you know, back-to-back. I think they have had a good run. And I think that they, I think Desperado and Kenemaro are are an anchor you know, uh, a, a solid rock. And I think that, that, you know, LIJ, I think Shingo, you're looking at a, a, 
a, a, a more focused singles run, right? I don't know if, if the tag belts are the right time, right fit. Uh, the the other option is Rapongi 3K, and that's a solid choice. And I think the redemption story is is certainly there for the taking. But I'm a little bit skeptical of back to back title changes. So I'm going to say successful title defense for the juniors, Kanemaro, Desperado successfully defend. Also, I just want to point out that there's a very good preview of Wrestle Kingdom up on the Voices of Wrestling website, and that excellent data about the junior tag team champions and the records and all that was uh, John Carroll wrestling Omakase host and we will be appearing on their show uh, I think that's going to drop sometime next week David and I are both on that so make sure you give that a listen as well uh, we had a lot of fun recording that yep that that, that was fun it was, it was long we, we, we were there it seems like we were recording for like three hours we did the entire year um, thus a year in review but it was fun we had some great guests I think uh, what Evan Deadly Sins was there um, of course, John Carroll, myself, uh, Joel, August Baker, August Baker. Yep. So yeah, it was a nice round table. Lots of interesting discussion. Lots of interesting points and lots of interesting viewpoints. That I think that was the one thing that um, I really enjoyed the most. It was it wasn't like it was just one continuous circle jerk uh, of the same opinions. We had different thoughts and different feelings about different people. So uh, I think it's a must listen. I think I think people should uh, go out of their way to to give this a listen if you're a fan of the New Japan product, like we all are. All right, so we're two matches down. Uh, I'm saying one for one on the title changes. Joel's going 2-0. and uh, What's the third match on the show here? Third match, British Heavyweight Championship. Tomohiro Ishii, the champion, defending against Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, I'm interested in this one to see how much time they get. It's probably not going to be a great deal, but we all know Ishii can squeeze an absolute banger into less than 15 minutes. I was going back and watching his... Uh, G1 match that he had with Shibata. I think that was back in 2013, which I gifted to someone for the uh, Voices Wrestling Secret Santa. So we know that they can put on a brilliant match in a short space of time. Hopefully they don't get shorted too much. But this is going to be good either way. It makes sense for Rev Pro to put the belt back on Zack Sabre Jr. So again, I'm going for another title change here. I say the socialist submission master, the windy man, is going to bring the gold back home to Blighty, where it belongs, Damon, and become the rightful champion of the British. All hail. All in. Uh, pardon the uh, pro wrestling pun. Yes, here's the thing. I know people are worried about time, and I know people are worried about giving them these two guys. I'm telling you what, you can give them three minutes, and I think it would be just captivating, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll hook you right in. They're, they're, they're pros. If you give them ten, it'll be great. Trust me on this one. I'm looking forward to this match. Uh, top three for me. I think this will be great. Uh, and and how about Rev Pro? Rev Pro getting getting a nice spotlight, nice spotlight match here uh, for their world title. And I couldn't be more excited. Well deserved. Uh, yes, I do think that Zach will retain, and I do think uh, it will be great. And I and I feel like we could say this for. All these matches, right? I mean, on this, they've really tightened up this this show. They've really buttoned it up nicely. Um, this is the op that guys. This is the third match we're talking about, and we talked about two matches where where our heads are exploding, where we're, where we can't believe this is the third match. Ishi and Zack Saber Junior. 
Come on, people. Oh, my goodness gracious. This is going to be good. Uh, Zach wins, uh, ret- uh, uh, you know, picks up the title, and uh, as you say, he's, he's, the, he's the people's champion uh, of Britain, and, and who, could be, who could be happier than you? So uh, go with Zach. That's my pick. Uh, we should do, like, time. How long do you think they'll give him? I, I, it'll be over 10. I'm not worried about that. It'll be over 10, and that'll be plenty of time for both these guys. That is nuts, David, when you mention it. Like, if you had Kota Ibushi, Will Ospreay, Zack Sabre Jr., and Tomohiro Ishii in your top five, even top ten wrestlers of the year, totally understandable. And they are going to be facing off in singles matches within the first three matches of this show for the best wrestlers of the whole year. And here's the here's the best part is that we're just going to have a nice level buzz at that point, right? Right? We're we're outside drinking at the dome. We're going to get into that building, and they're going to just just go right into it. It's going to be like a dream. It's going to be uh, again. These are made, you know, not to grill a monsoon this, but this is this is these are main events in any building. Uh, and we're opening up with this. Uh, this. This might go down as one of the best undercards of all time, but you know the, you're looking at you know you know when you get into the the, the junior title and the and the excuse me the uh, the intercontinental title and the world title and and all those headline matches that we we know that we're co- going to talk about in a moment for for three matches I I really don't think you can get much better than that the, those three matches to open a show they're going to be they're, they're it's going to be amazing. I, I I don't even have the words to describe how great these these three matches will be. All right, I need to have a little deep breath. I'm getting overexcited here. Uh, match number four, three-way tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championship. Gorillas of Destiny, the champions, Tamatonga and Tangaloa, defending against Los Ingobernables de Japón, Sonada and Evil versus the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. So again, the way it was set up was absolute toilet, but I think the match will be really good. So I cannot really fault the inclusion of the Young Bucks from a match quality standpoint because they're going to make it much better. I think that Bullet Club might get a clean sweep at Wrestle Kingdom to establish themselves, Mm. given that it's a new look with a new leader. But again, I also want the LOJ roll call, so this is really hard for me to pick, but I'm going to go for my first title retention of the evening. I think G.O.D. are going to win because I think Sonata is in line for a big New Japan Cup run I've got no idea what the Bucks are doing next year, so I don't want to pick them either. So I'm going for G.O.D. here, and I think the match yeah. is going to be really good. I think the match will be good. I think this is where we our first little, maybe, maybe a hiccup, maybe a hiccup. Now, here's what you're going to rest your hat on. One, if you're going to put G.O.D. on this show, you're going to put him in a tag environment, and you're going to put him in, a, in an environment where they can be somewhat protected, right? So they can hit all their cool shit, make themselves look good, right? Uh, and have people that can sell and people that can take their offense um, and and make them look. Oh, and good. swear and swear. We want we want a lot of swearing and a lot of cursing in this match. Yes, we do. We do. We and 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 I'll be disappointed if we don't. Uh, Harold aside, Harold aside. Um, so you got that. That's a that's a that's a positive, right? That's a positive. They're in a good environment. They're in they're in a. Uh, they're in their element, right? Second positive. Evil and Sonata are really good. And they will have plenty of support from the vocal majority LIJ fans in that building. 
So Sonata, great. Evil, great. Third, Young Bucks. Now, whatever whatever you want to believe, Young Bucks aren't they don't have a new Japan contract. Apparently they never have, right? Uh, and whatever you you believe when it comes to this being the elite or all in or whatever, 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 whatever bits of information you want to take from it, take from it. The bottom line is this, is that the young bucks will be there to put on a show and make this spectacular. So, yes, Joel, you are correct. And in, in how we got here might not have been the best road. It was, a, it was a long and windy road that felt, you know, like you were going in a circle. You were on the roundabout. This match will be good. Uh, I'm positive on it. Positive Damon. Glass half full Damon. This will be good. Uh, will it be the match of the night? No. Will it be a sleeper? Eh, probably not. But I think it'll be very good. I think the, 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 it's the right environment for every team to shine. Who's going to win this match? Well, prediction time, gun to head. I'm going to go with LIJ. Just like you're talking about Bullet Club being the kind of like they they're they're going to get a renewed intro, you know, they're going to get a, a, a light shined on them in 2019. I feel like LIJ is is kind of that too. Now, again, Sonata could be that new Japan Cup guy. I don't know. Right, I, I, And I can't predict that. And I don't want to be disappointed with that. So I'm going to go with an uh, LIJ win. Let's get some LIJ juice going here at the Dome. Give them the tag titles. Um, and then we'll see what happens for the rest of the year. Speaking of juice, next match, we got the IWGP United States Championship with the champion Cody defending against the challenger, Juice Robinson. I've heard mixed things about this, but I kind of like the story that since Wrestle Kingdom 11... Cody has been Juice's bogey team, if you like. And Juice has made all this progress in 2018. He won the US title, managed to beat his nemesis, Goto. But then he loses again to Cody because he always loses to Cody. That's what happens. So the story that Juice, again, he has to prove that winning the US title wasn't a fluke, that he can win a big match without a fluky roll-up and that he can finally beat Cody, which he hasn't He's failed to do on two occasions. He's got to take back that US title and start avenging some of those G1 losses because there were a lot of them. So I think Juice would be a perfect guy to take on these US tours, possibly even headline or co-headline with a US title defence here and there. I'd like to have some Japanese wrestlers challenging in the future. We've only had Yoshihashi challenging for it and we need more than that. But I'm fairly sure Juice wins here. It wouldn't shock me if Cody keeps the belt and we get Cody headlining those shows in the States. But... I think that would hurt Juice too much. I think that would be a mistake. So I'm going Juice Robinson here. Yeah, I think if we're looking for a feel-good moment for Wrestle Kingdom, this this might be this might be the one you're looking for. Um, you know, and again, believe what you want to believe when it comes to where Cody goes and what Cody's doing in 2019. If that involves a New Japan uh, tour or two or many. Don't know, right? But the feel-good moment, the, where 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 people are going to uh, kind of get get behind and rally behind and 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 cheer on, this is this is one of those matches. Cody is is a professional, a true professional. Now, as much as we want to bang on match quality and and such, 
One, he's done a remarkable job of resurrecting his career. An absolutely remarkable job. Two, he would do the right thing. And he would, it would be his pleasure. He seems like that kind of guy to put over Juice in a big venue like the Tokyo Dome and win this title. This title needs help. Right? This title, this title could use a nice moment to, to get people's interest, to get this belt recharged and revigorated, and I think Juice is the perfect guy for it. Um, and, and, then, and then let's, let's, let's do this. If, if, in fact, we do give Juice this title, can, can we give this a, a little bit more time? Can we let this breathe a little bit, give Juice a little bit more of, a, of, of, of a, more than a cup of coffee with this title? And uh, see where we can go in 2019. So I think uh, Juice gets gets the biggest singles win of his career. Big stage against Cody at the Dome. Uh, and I think this will be a very good match. Um, and dare I say, uh, we'll, we'll talk about Cody's performance in putting over Juice in this, in this match after this is all said and done. That's the, the, how's that for a wild prediction? How's that for going out on a limb? We're going to be talking about Cody and the job he did in putting over Juice Robinson in this match. Yeah, I was going to ask you, what do you think, snowflakes-wise, what is the floor and what's the ceiling for this match? So you, you obviously don't think we're going to get the appearance of Cody three stars here. No, I think it'll be, I think it'll be better. I, think, I, I really think, um, I, I think the story of the match will be a gutsy performance, right? It'll be a gutsy performance by Juice. So I'm sure that there will be a, a, a significant beatdown on Juice for a, a decent amount of time. And, and then you're looking at the big... I mean, you're looking at a typical babyface comeback win match type of match um, in, in my eyes. If I'm booking this, if, I, if, if, if I've got the book. So Snowflakes, I think we're over... Uh, if you're setting the bar at three, I'll, I'll take the over. I'll take the over of three. He's, he's going over the, the, the gentleman's three. Which match do you think has got the lowest floor? So far, of the ones that we talked about so far, probably the tag. Probably the tag. And and, and when I say lowest, I mean I, I I would set that bar to three. I don't think that I don't think it's going to. I don't think there's a match right now that's going to go below three, as as we have right now. And I'll tell you right now, I think, and I hate to do this, and I hate to set such high expectations. Will and 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 and, and Coda, I'm setting that bar at four. I'm setting it right at four. Opening match, right out of gate, you beat four. The juniors, I'll, I'll set it at three, and I think it will beat it. Ishii and Zach, I'm going to be truthful. Setting it at four. I know I might be out of my mind. They might not have the time to do it. I'm setting it at four. That's That might be crazy expectations. I'm setting it at four. Tag, three and a half, three. I'll say three, uh, and I'll say Cody and, 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 and Juice. I'll set it three, and I'm going to over on every one of them. I'm going over on every one of them so far. Yeah, they've got a very high standard to live up to based on Wrestle Kingdom 12's undercard, which was superb. Um, if I'm picking, if I had to give you what I think the star rating would be, like my personal star rating for those matches based on what my expectations are, Will and Ibushi, my expectations are very high. I mean, 
four and a quarter. Is that is that being too high? I think four and a quarter. I'm going four and a quarter. Junior tag. Um, I see it's going to be really fast, really entertaining. I think three and three quarters for that. Uh, Zach and Ishii, four. I think that's going to be a very good, very solid four. The heavyweight tag. Again, I'm I'm high on it, Damon. I think it's going to be really good. Again, I'm I'm sticking that at. You know, I'm I'm going to say four stars as well. Wow. It's where the Bucks are involved. Bucks and Evil and Sonado had great chemistry. Bucks and G.O.D. had a really good match, I think. But the Bucks are the glue that should be holding this together. And three and three quarters, four stars. I'm going with four stars for that one. And Juice and Cody, that is the match I'm most apprehensive about in terms of match quality. I could see that one going around three and a half. But if Cody has got his working boots on, then it, it could be higher than that. But th- I would say three and a half for that. Yeah, and I think the crowd will play a, a large factor in that. Like, if they can get the crowd to rally behind Juice, that that could up that that could up that bar. But again, look, look at the expectations that we have going into this. They, they, those are some high expectations for the undercard. For the undercard. Just saying. All right. What's next? IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship champion Kushida versus Taiji Ishimori. I am going to stick with my prediction here of the Bullet Club sweep. So I think Ishimori wins. I'm sure it's going to be a great match. And despite the pretty lackluster build, we've had Ishimori saying, fuck them, and that's about it. Kushida went to visit some otters. I don't know if that was related to the build of this match. I don't think it was. Um, But Ishimori, he always delivers in big single spots, as does Kushida. So I think... Even if you don't believe the rumours that Kushi might be leaving and going to new pastures, then I think he's gone through the entire junior division already. It's a bit of a stale championship with this uh, placeholder range, so Ishimori would freshen things up nicely. The division needs a bit of a reshovel, especially if we've got Osprey seemingly moving to heavyweight. So I think Ishimori wins, establishes himself as a dominant champion. Maybe we get some fresh challenges in there, maybe a show or a yo at some point. Uh, maybe Shingo has a crack, and then hopefully Hiromu, please God, comes back soon to challenge. You know, you figure this was probably, and and again, it's hard to speculate and and look look into the crystal ball in March, April, May. But this, to me, correct me if I'm wrong, would be a a a, a Hiromu spot. Right, so whether it be Hiromo versus uh, Kushida or Hiromo defending the title against somebody else, or but you you'd have to think that Ishimori was going to be in the mix, the way that he debuted and the hype that was surrounding him coming in, um, and and what you know it, the 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 fire had cooled off a bit later in the year, and again the build to this wasn't really tremendous, but. You had to think that this is this was his coming out party. This was this was the show that Ishimori was going to kind of take the 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 junior scene. That I still think that's the case. Right? I still, regardless of who was in that spot, I really feel like this is the Ishimori show. And I also feel that, that I think a lot of people are sleeping on this match. I think this match will be outstanding um this this is my sleeper pick for match of the night right 
Um, I think that's, that this has potential to be absolutely great. And, again, if you want to believe some of the scuttlebutt and the rumors and the talk on the street when it comes to Kushida, he's going to want to go out in a blaze of glory. And he's going to want to go out just balls to the wall. This has the potential to be a, a great. And I would set the bar at four on this one. I would set the bar at four on this one. And I think it will exceed it. I think this will be a great match. And I think people will be talking about this one right up there when they're leaving the Dome as, as one of the best matches of the night. I'm right with you there, Damon. I'm thinking back to Wrestle Kingdom 11 where uh, Kushida and Hiromu had that awesome match. It was only about 50 minutes long, but they went absolutely balls to the wall with some crazy spots. And I think we're going to get more of the same here. I think four and a quarter, maybe even four and a half. Give them a good 15 minutes or so, and it's going to bang. Um, all right, then. Next, we've got a special singles match. Kazuchika Okada versus Jay White. Now, interestingly, Damon, this is the only non-title match on the entire show. The builds, I think, has been great. Probably the best build out of the entire show. It's been coming since New Year's Dash. So we've had a whole year leading up to this where we had Jay White telling Okada directly, right to his face, that he's going to betray him somewhere down the line. He's not going to stab him in the back. He's going to stab him in the front. And this is a big job for Okada because the latter part of his 2018, he's been working really hard to get Jay White over and establish him as a, a big heel. And now... He's got to make him into a star in this match on the biggest stage, in the Tokyo Dome. Because it's clear to me they see Jay White as the future Western ace of the company. He's Kenny Omega's long-term replacement, and he's got to deliver here. He has to. With so many casual Western fans watching, he needs to deliver. Because the Wrestle Kingdom 12 match, it was okay. It wasn't a bad match, but it was disappointing, given the high expectations for it. So this needs to hit at least four stars. At least four stars. Now... I realise Okada hasn't lost at the Dome since Wrestle Kingdom 9, but I think Jay needs to win this one. I also think he needs to win it clean. No more cheating, no low blows, run-ins, none of that. He needs to reverse the Rainmaker into the Blade Runner, get that 1-2-3. Then we get Gorillas of Destiny and Ishimori in the ring with their championship belts. We get the big Bullet Club celebration. And I think a big singles title challenge coming soon for Switchblade, possibly at New Beginning. Yeah. It's a year build, right? And you said it. You said it since you know Wrestle Kingdom last year and New Year Dash. We've watched Jay White become a focal point of this company and this promotion. And when when this match was announced, the only thing that we were not necessarily concerned with, but kind of like a wish list when it came to this match in Jay White was that all that we needed for a lot of people who, who aren't convinced that still need a little nudge for Jay White is that Jay White needs to have that blow away match. And he needs to have that match that has people talking and remembering and saying, Hey, if you didn't see wrestle kingdom, you got to see this match. You got to see this match. That's the only thing that's missing right now off the resume of Jay White. Yes, we complain a lot about some of the booking New Japan does, but truth be told, this is classic pro wrestling. Classic pro wrestling. Jay White does need to win, right? And 
it would mean more to Jay White to get the win than it would Okada. It's important, and I think it will happen. I think Jay White does get the win. Now, how that happens is important, too, and I agree with you 100%. It would be best that it is clean, it is competitive, but clean, decisive, no doubts about it, that Jay White got the win. He needs that to, to kind of continue on with the Jay White story. Okada can get the win back. That's not a problem. No worries there. This stage, we need a big match. We need, it to, we need to set a bar at four. They need to go. Jay White's got to get this win. Now, if he doesn't, which would not surprise me, I'm not going to lie, it wouldn't surprise me to see Okada walk away with the win. But I think there's more to this story. And for that to happen, we need Jay White to get the big win. So that's going to be my prediction, Jay White with the win. Co-main event, we got the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Champion Chris Jericho versus Tetsuya Naito. I want to take a moment to praise the brilliant work that Chris Jericho's done in New Japan this year. He's reinventing himself yet again putting on matches far above general expectations, far above my own expectations, and bringing in a ton of Western interest in the product. As for Naito, I'm certain, absolutely certain, he's going to have a very successful 2019. I can't see him losing another big match, especially not at the Tokyo Dome again. But the problem here for me, Damon, is the Intercontinental title. That's the albatross around Naito's neck. If he wins, and I think he does, you need to find a way to get that belt off of him at some point without derailing Naito's momentum. Because I think it's nailed on that we're getting Okada against Naito at the Dome in 2020, because that's going to be on a Saturday. They want to fill out that bad boy. So I'm certain that's what they're going to run with. So we got Naito in the co-main event here against a global superstar in Chris Jericho. Jericho knows that his job is here. He needs to go out there and make Naito into an even bigger star than he already is. Not with the Japanese fans, because they adore him but with Western fans. Because, obviously, it goes without saying, Western expansion doesn't mean only promoting Western wrestlers. They need to get the Western fans to be invested in the Japanese stars too. Naito is one of, if not the biggest of the Japanese stars. This should be the launch pad for a great 2019 for Tetsuya Naito. And if this is as good as the Dominion match, then I'll be a happy man. And even if we get Naito winning that belt that he hates... And hurling it up towards the roof of the dome and walking off on pants down for that. He needs a win. Um, I've, I've, I saw some stuff online where, you know, maybe by hook or by crook, Naito comes out of the strong but doesn't win the title. I don't think LIJ fans would be happy with that. Look, at the end of the day, LIJ fans, they want a world title reign, right? And they want it to be significant. And that is the only thing that would uh, satisfy them. Intercontinental title is not going to satisfy them. But it still needs to happen, right? It still needs to happen for a lot of those fans. Um, I don't know if we need to continue on the Jericho-Naito theme. I think this is a perfect spot to, to end it, to let it go and, and, and move on from there. Yes, I do believe that Naito will be the focal point of the Dome in a year's time. But we've got a year to sort that out and, and, and work 
how that is actually going to look. I think right now, here and now, and and, and, I, and again, I don't think it's about instant gratification, mind you. I think it's been built to this point. I think it's safe and it's okay and it's 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 it should be done that Naito gets that clean, decisive pinfall on Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho can move on and feud with someone else. This building, this time, we need to have him standing there with that belt that maybe he wants and maybe he doesn't want, but he's got to be there as a focal point and a winner at the Tokyo Dome. Or I think there might be that stigma of when are they, when? Patience is very thin for LIJ fans, and there's many of them. Very thin. They they need to be satisfied. They need to be win. They need to see a win uh, over Chris Jericho at the dome, and I think they will. Uh, I I I I, you know, he's delivered every time, Chris Jericho. So I don't know why I'm doubting him. I I do like a what? This is one match where I'm kind of like, oh, this 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 has potential to go astray, but it hasn't happened yet. So I'm going to have faith. I'm going to say this is going to be a really good match. And I think uh, both will deliver here on the big stage. So uh, I'll go with Naito winning the Intercontinental. What do you think is next with Chris Jericho? Because there's still some very, very big names in New Japan that he hasn't feuded with, you know, the likes of Tanahashi, Okada. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, any one of those names would be, you know, you could you could just run out the spring and, and early summer with, with any of those two names. Um, again, I don't I don't. I, I don't know how you you weave Chris Jericho in and out, um, especially given his his status and and what he wants to do in pro wrestling, and how fickle he might be in taking dates. But I think those two names are a good start, right? Um, I mean, again, at the end of the day, you know, I, I was going to say at the end of the day, his his main responsibility is getting over the people that are going to remain with New Japan for the long term. But let's be truthful. You know, last Wrestle Kingdom, that man was responsible for a huge increase in in subscriptions and eyeballs and all of that. He was. You cannot deny that. It absolutely. It's an undeniable fact that he was responsible for that. So he is an asset, and you 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 want to use that asset as as wisely as possible. He's expensive too, though, right? Let's keep that in mind too. He does not come cheap, so it's 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 about the value that he brings. Um, le- I would say let's pause, let's see what happens here, and then we'll see what we do with Chris Jericho moving forward. And I think that's what New Japan is doing. To be truthful, I don't know if there is a long-term plan for Chris Jericho. I think this particular scenario is about the right here and right now, and let's do everything we can to help Naito uh, continue on that path of where we see him come next year. Okay, let's move on to the main event. IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Champion Kenny Omega versus the challenger. A G1 Climax winner, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Let's get the negatives out of the way first. I think the bill for this match has been terrible. All of the worksheet comments have sucked. It's, just, it's not for me. If you like it, great. Good for you. I'm happy for you, but it doesn't work for me. But putting that to one side, 
This match is going to be great. I'm sure of it. I cannot wait for this match. That's in spite of the build, not because of it. we got two pro wrestling geniuses here. Two of the very best today, possibly of all time. And whatever you think of Kenny Omega, he knows how to put on a damn good match on the biggest stages. And Tanahashi is Tanahashi. We know that he delivers. He always delivers. How about the result? Here's the thing. I have no idea. I've got no idea. We could have Tanahashi having one last run with a big belt. That makes sense to me. It'd be an amazing moment. The fans would love it. But not all stories have got a happy ending. So Kenny winning and defending the Madison Square Garden also makes sense. I don't think Kenny's leaving. So I wouldn't have that as a basis behind picking a winner here. But I think they'll put the IWGP title on Naito at Dominion next year. And I don't think it's going to change hands between Wrestle Kingdom and Dominion. So I'm asking myself which match makes more sense at Dominion. Naito beating Omega or Naito beating Tanahashi to revisit that excellent trilogy they had in 2017. Which one makes more sense? I don't know. I don't know. And I love it. I love that I don't know. I love the uncertainty there. I'm picking Kenny Omega solely due to the fact that I still think we're getting Omega versus Ibushi at MSG. I say Naito beats Omega at Dominion. But either way, I cannot wait for this match. I've got goosebumps just thinking about it. Bring it on. It's a true main event, isn't it? It's a true main event. And and here's the thing. As much as we have been down on the build and, and the way that they've gone about this match, we are still excited about it. And I think everyone is. And everyone has very similar feelings to what you have expressed. Because we know. We know the story. It doesn't, it's, this is not, you don't need a build. And you don't need, uh, you know, pro wrestling 101 necessarily. Because at the end of the day, it already is pro wrestling 101. This has naturally become a, I don't know what's going to happen. This has naturally become us versus them on both sides of the fence, right? This has become the Enochists and and the Omega fans. Uh, this has naturally become this, I don't necessarily like if that happens and I'm rooting for this to happen on both sides of the fence. And that's be- that's the beauty of pro wrestling to a very large degree. And that's the basis of any good sports rivalry, right? Is is just this. Uh, I'm a, I, I have no doubts this will deliver. Hiroshi Tanahashi has been and continues to be the best big stage main event pro wrestler in my lifetime. In my lifetime. Kenny Omega might be the most... Uh, flashy is not the word. Um, athletic is not the word. I don't want to sound like Jim Ross. But he, he, has, he has become to define what pro wrestling is in 2018 when it comes to the in-ring. I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more excited. And again, I, I don't need... I'm going to take this title and I don't need your... I'm going to pin you one, two, three. I don't need that. And And because... Just because we know the story, we know the stakes, we know we know it all. We know the rumors. We know the the, the backstage 
eh, I don't really get along with this guy. I, that makes it exciting, and it makes it fun, and it makes it, again, like you are going to a sporting event, and the person sitting next to you is wearing the jersey of the other fucking team. That's what makes it fun. That's what makes it exciting, right? No matter where you stand, and that's what's going to make it entertaining, and that's the drama, the drama that the Tokyo Dome will have. I don't know. <laughs> I sound like Mr. Hint. I don't know. Uh, but I will guess. And I'll give you my want. How about that? I want Tanahashi to win. I will be rooting for Tanahashi to win. And I do think. And here's the thing. Tokyo Dome, Joel. They don't change that title often in on that stage. Go back. Look at go back throughout the years, at least in recent time. Anyway, with the people who are booking these shows, that title doesn't change hands. It hasn't changed hands. We've had people. How many times have people walked out of that Tokyo Dome with their eyes wide open and their mouths open? I thought that was the fuck. I thought. How did he not win? How did he not win? How many times has that happened? Could it happen again? Yeah. It absolutely could. Will it happen again? I don't know. But you got to think. Just like just like with the briefcase and we talk about, well, eventually they got to fucking do it where somebody's going to lose that briefcase. Eventually, someone's going to close that show winning a world title. Eventually, that building's going to see a title change, a world title change. Eventually, that'll happen. And I'm saying it's going to happen. At the Tokyo Dome, Hiroshi Tanahashi wins that title. And uh, there will be celebrating in the streets of Tokyo that night. That is for fucking sure. That, I can, I can guarantee you, they'll be celebrating. <laughs> I've just suddenly got a mental image of a very drunk me trying to do a high fly flow onto my hotel bed at like 3 a.m. on January 5th. Well, as long as I'm not underneath it, that's all I care. Don't, don't do that to me. But, I mean, seriously, you go, go, go down that show, uh, and, and we just did. If you're not hyped for a show like this, then I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. If you're, if you're not at home, staying up late, doing what you got to do, the cups of coffee, the, the, the Red Bulls, the Monsters, whatever you need. I don't know if it's you know meth, whatever, whatever you need to keep your sorry ass up and awake. Uh, I, if the excitement isn't enough, um, God bless you, because this is one hell of a show, and uh, the Super J cast will be there with hot takes. That is for sure. Uh, with 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 exclusive coverage of Wrestle Kingdom and Wrestle Kingdom Week from Tokyo. Excellent, excellent stuff. I'm just, I'm besides myself, Damon. I just, I wish it was Friday already. I don't know how I'm going to pass the time. Well, I do. I got to, I got to pack. <laughs> I got to, um, I actually have to go to the doctor's office. I have, to, I have to find a way to get rid of this cough that I have. Um, I'm taking every precaution. And then, uh, listen, I got, um, it's so weird. Joel, how you know? I'm not going to go into everything that happened, but I, I I talked to you about this in the past week, and and just how everything kind of comes together, and 
there are plenty of people that I have to thank, and there are plenty of people that have gone out of their way with extra kindness uh, to both me and you when it comes to this show and these shows. And the fact that, by and large, the, 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 the general theme was, I want you to be there. And that means the world to me. Because, again, two weeks ago, that, that was not going to happen. Um, and and even, even before that, I've had offers for people to pay for my trip to go to Tokyo that I just couldn't do. And I couldn't take them up. And it, but, but that, to me, is just kind. And there are people that, um, that you know, it's just weird how things kind of line up and, 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 and happen. And circum- that, that had nothing to do with pro wrestling. I'm, I'm, a, a large part of this trip it has nothing to do with pro wrestling. It just happens to be that I was at the right place at the right time with the right people. And the things just snowballed and it happened. And, and, and now it's here. And a lot of that is, is a Christmas miracle. A lot of that is because I have um, people that care. And, and I appreciate that. So um, from the bottom of my heart, and the people know who they are, um, thank you again. Because uh, this is going to be a great week, and it really means the world to me. So thanks again. Here, here. Let's uh, get into some of the questions then. We've got a lot of questions this week. Um, let's start with the Discord questions. Please do join our amazing Discord community. It is the best. I know I keep saying it. It's not just empty praise. It's just an amazing community of people who all love the product and are welcoming and funny and uh, disgusting in equal measure. And I love it. I'm really proud of the stuff that they've made there. So uh, the, the boss of that, Nicole, has a question for us. As other people start pointing out the year Ibushi has quietly put together, does he become an automatic lock for rest of the year if Okada Omega 4 hadn't happened? And the second question, with New Year's practically upon us, is Damon down with the mummers? And if so, his favorite memory? Oh, God, the mummers. Uh, she's, she's, she, she used to live in this area. Um, um... So we would talk about Philly stuff and stuff like that. So uh, let's, I'll work my way backwards um, and talk match first, and then we'll talk quickly mummers. Um, so would it, uh, listen, I, I said it on the year-end awards. Abushi had, had a year like no other, especially when it came to G1. Name me another guy who had such an amazing G1. Maybe, maybe Tanahashi, you know, uh, when he was – physically able to maybe maybe that's a name um if that didn't happen would abushi be i mean look he's he, he was already in the talk he, he was already in the mix for me uh for new japan wrestler of the year so it's a very good possibility i'd have to think about it but um it would definitely strengthen this case uh mummers i don't know if you're familiar with the mummers joel mummers are a, a new year's tradition here in philadelphia it's a big parade they have every year uh string bands you're familiar with like the banjos and the saxophones and the and the big costumes and stuff it's a big parade um it's probably bigger when i was a kid um it's kind of died down a little bit um but it's an all-day parade do i have any i, I didn't go as a kid I, I the one time i did go like i was a kid and uh, right on the bus route, I could walk out my house and go to the corner and then take a bus into the city. And I went, and I was probably I was like in I was maybe grade school still. I was young. I was probably like in sixth grade or seventh grade, and I went by myself. But I I couldn't really get the full impact because it was just like a lot of people and a lot of drunken people. And I can't drink, you know. I didn't really drink because I was you know 
I was grade school. What am I going to do? Um, that wasn't really my only real, and it was freezing cold. Um, so no, it was. I don't really. It wasn't really a thing for me. I didn't really do it. But it is a big Philly thing where everybody gets loaded up and goes to this, goes to this parade. So there's your mummers talk for the day. As far as the Ibushi thing goes, he was number two for my rest of the year. And I had Tanahashi first, so that's uh, irrespective of the amazing Omega Ricardo match at Dominion. But yeah, certainly I think he'd be getting a lot more attention were it not for that match. Uh, Jeff says, question for the pod. If Wrestle Kingdom was a shoot, what would be your match predictions? Hashtag Inokism Reborn. And uh, do you guys believe that this build, I think he means the build to the main event, lends credence to a potential Tanahashi Bullet Club turn? Um if Wrestle Kingdom was a shoot, I, I don't know which of those guys would be really good shoot fighters. Um, Shingo, he looks like he could really handle himself in a brawl. Uh, Tamatonga as well. I don't know, maybe it's because of his military service. I reckon he'd be pretty crazy, pretty wild person to fight. So they would be two people I would keep an eye on uh, to win if Wrestle Kingdom was a shoot. Uh, everyone else, I, I don't know. Maybe Ishii. It's hard to pit, really. There's no one else standing out as being a, a particularly strong shoot fighter. And... Um, Tanahashi's Bullet Club turn. That one's gone a bit quiet. I I can't see it personally. I think Jay White needs to be the leader of Bullet Club. And I think having Tanahashi going to Bullet Club would undermine that. So I don't think that's the direction they're going to go. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing those rumors about Tanahashi joining Bullet Club. I remember I talked about it on the show that I had heard from somebody in Japan mentioning that. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's still on the table. I don't see it, but... Um, that boy, that would, that would be one of those moments where you're like, what in the blue fuck? Um, shoot. I mean, let's not forget about Suzuki, right? I think, uh, if, if I'm going to put money on somebody in a, in a shoot, Suzuki's my guy. So, uh, maybe even Kushida, he's had some, uh, little bit of MMA background. Um, how about, uh, is it show or yo who had the, the MMA's, uh, couple fights under his belt. So I would probably go Suzuki, uh, with the, with the safe bet and, uh, yeah, and then the, those other two down the line. Pumpkin Bully says, despite the fact that the roster is already so deep that they would never really need to, with the upcoming collaboration show between the Japanese promotions, are there any wrestlers you can see coming in for a tour? Maybe one of the tournaments. Also, what promotions and wrestlers in Japan are you two paying attention to? I I can't see I can't see any guests coming in because he he said it himself. Um, he or she or they. The roster's already pretty bloated, so that would be at the expense of one of their own contracted guys not getting a spot. So I can't see someone being, uh, you know, dipping in for a G1 or whatever because they've just got too many guys to use. In terms of who I've been watching recently, I've been catching up on a lot of stuff at this, the end of the year. I saw uh, a great tag match between uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Masakitamiya versus Hideyoshi Kamitani and Takuya Nomura. That was from the Power Hall match, uh, Power Hall show earlier in the year. Uh, Takashi Sugura versus Go Shiozaki, that was really good. Uh, Sugura versus Nakajima was also brilliant. I've been watching a lot of OWE, actually, the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. A lot of fun stuff on there with Shima and T-Hawk and a lot of uh, Chinese acrobats there. Uh, I enjoyed Shotaro Ashino versus Manabu Soya from Wrestle 1. Uh, I saw a very good eight-man tag match from DDT, Maji Manji 18. That was All Out versus Stronghearts. Uh, Zeus versus Kento Miyahara was excellent. Pac versus Yoshino. Uh, some other Dragon Gate stuff has been really good. Um, what about yourself, Damon? Have you been watching anything else in Japan? Yeah, so uh, 
that yeah that 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 Kenta Miyahara match was very good. You sent me a lot of stuff, um, and and sometimes it's hard for me to kind of just sit and watch and get get all that. But um, keep your eye out for. I'll say this: here's going to be my prediction for 2019. Keep an eye on that Noah. Keep an eye on that Noah. Um, they look to be doing some pretty hot stuff. So uh, check that. Uh, have you watched a lot of the Pac stuff on Dragon Gate? I haven't watched a lot of it. I'm, I'm looking for some feedback on that. How's that doing? I just saw the title match against Yoshino, and I thought it was really, really good. I enjoyed it a lot. So um, I know he didn't appear at Final Gate. I haven't watched Final Gate yet. It's on my list, but uh, I've got a pretty big backlog. But yeah, the first singles match I really enjoyed. Yeah, it's tough for the holidays. To, to catch. I, I I have a backlog, and it's only going to get worse, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. So, uh, yeah, that's a good list that you rattled off there. And th- th- a lot of those matches you sent to me, and, and uh, they're on the must-watch list. So um, after after we get back, that's, that's going to be the focus, that's for sure. Uh, moving away from Japan, Damon, did you ever watch the Walter versus Jordan Devlin match from OTT? No, I had not watched that. That is on the list. How was that? Walter is getting a lot of buzz for wrestler of, uh, or at least most outstanding wrestler of the year. Him, Osprey, uh, I think are, are deserving. Again, maybe not wrestler of the year, um, but yeah. I mean, how was that? Was that good? I feel like I feel like I haven't watched shit, but it, yeah, it was absolutely fucking great. Damon, you've got to watch this. It's free. It's on YouTube. You've got to watch the whole thing start to finish, the pre-match videos. It feels like you're watching a, a big, like a real sports match, like a big-time fight. And also the, the follow-up match, Will Ospreay against Walter. Excellent. I mean, Irish fans absolutely spoiled with the quality of wrestling they're getting. Yeah, um, I'm in. And you said free on YouTube, huh? Both matches, yeah. Beautiful. All right, I will definitely check that out. Maybe I'll download that today. Stick that on the iPad for the long flight to Tokyo. Um, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm in on all that. Okay, one for one bite. Who is the next class of New Japan dads? For the sake of an outline, pick four heavyweights and two juniors. Well, I mean, I think Tanahashi's on that list of, 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 of next round of dads, right? He played one in a movie, right? Um, Makabe. Makabe is on that list. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's already considered one, but yeah, he's in that. He's on that list. Um, I mean, is Suzuki on that list yet? Is he? A, is it, would he be considered? A, he's getting there, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's. he's uh, that's got to be right around the corner, right? Um, we need one more. Uh, Honma, does he count? He, he's pretty much there. He's one foot in there already. Honma. Yeah, pretty much any any anybody associated with GBH. <laughs> is a, um, is, is in a, how about uh, Junior's Taguchi? Right, Taguchi's got to be close to that, right? Um, Liger, of course, but he, I think he's already considered the dad, the junior dad. Um, yeah, yeah, I think he and Tiger they're already the dads, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll go Taguchi as a as the as the next uh, the next rung of uh, old men. Okay, uh, Vase Collector 420 is, I don't know what this means, is Ishii the Joe Flacco of NJPW? Am I pronouncing that correctly? Joe Flacco. Oh, wow. Um, well, all right. So here's how I know Joe. Joe Flacco is the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, uh, Super Bowl MVP, right? Uh, he has a ring to his name. He uh, He actually played high school football like a town over for me. Literally, I could walk to the high school. 
Um, and, and I'm using literal in the correct sense because I can literally walk to that high school blocks away. Um, the diner that we go to, uh, he, he frequents often. So he's a local homegrown talent. Uh, I would not consider Joe Flacco an, an Ishii type. I would consider Joe Flacco more of a of a boring journeyman wrestler. Pick your pick your poison. He doesn't have the flash or the or the or the meanness or the or the or the general output of of, of Ishii. So no, I would I would disagree with that analogy. Galactiva asks, "What's the chance Okada versus White match turns into Gato on a pole?" Gato in a shark cage match on January 3rd Fan Fest. <laughs> uh, not unless Vince Russo's taken over the booking. Yeah, yeah. Although, although there are many people online that would start to compare the two, but uh, no, I think we're safe. I think we're. I think the Memphis influence, the Bill Dundee influence of Memphis wrestling uh, is. Uh, I think. I think we're going to leave it with ladder matches and uh, you know maybe multi-man tags. We'll leave it at that. TJ says, I know Damon doesn't like the fuck, marry, kill questions, but this one should be right up his alley. Fuck, marry, kill. Jushin Thunder Liger, Kishin Liger, Keichi Yamada. Mm. I like the, the mask means a lot to me. So uh, I got I to gotta, I gotta marry the mask. Um, and I would marry the mask. And then I would fuck uh, the non-mask. Uh I don't know, but I fucked them. I can't believe I'm actually thinking of it. Like, this is actually me thinking of, well, what would I do? Um, all right, I'm fucking the mask. All right, and then I'm marrying non-mask, and I got to kill the monster because, I, I, you know, that's that's just scary shit. You know, I don't, you know, who wants that around the house? How can you bring anybody over the house with that around? So, uh, okay, yeah, uh, that's that's my fuck, marry, kill. All right. Uh, the Mr. Chocolate says, your guys' three most look forward to Wrestle Kingdom matches. Um, I'm going main event, junior match, and the opener. Oh, but then I'm leaving out Ishii and yeah. Zach. No, I'm sticking to that. Main event, juniors, and Ibushi, Osprey. Ibushi, Osprey. Zach, Ishii. Main event. If I had to pick three, I can only pick three. I'll pick those, but then right against it is that junior match. It's, uh, I mean, that's that's right against it. So, um, yeah. How about two of those matches being on the undercard that I'm, I cannot believe will be, you know, oof. Whew. I'm getting the, I'm getting the chills, brother. I'm getting the chills. Uh, Liam says you have to perform a rap song with one member of the New Japan roster. Who is it? It must be rap. None of this Oasis shit, Damon. He says. Hey. Um, do you know that? Do you ever? I mean, you might know this group. Do you ever hear the Streets? Yeah. Okay. There you go. I, Dry I, your eyes, mate. Yeah. Uh, what's the one I heard the other day? I heard. Um, yeah. Yeah. I heard that one. Uh, what did I hear? Uh, don't. What is it? Don't bum yourself. Don't. Oh shit! I forget it. It's about this guy who's like hung up on this chick, and uh, his friends are like, "Don't, you know, stop." Thinking about this girl. Jeez, you're, you're going to blow it. Blow yeah, that's the same one. Dry your eyes, mate. I know it's hard to take, but... No, no, no. Has been that made would, up. I guess that, that no? those are... No, it's, I've heard that one, but there's another one. It's like... There's a common theme here. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It seems to have to see... No, it's like, don't, don't bum yourself or don't something yourself. Don't 
fucking ah balls. That was all right. I like that one. Um, all right, and then what's the other one that I know? Uh, all right, what? Who cares? Uh, rap. Uh, I, I I gotta go with Rapongi 3K. Right. I mean, they look like they would. They 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 know the scene. Um, they dress the part. We got Rocky, who uh, you know, he's got some uh, some some rap cred, right, in the pro wrestling world, if there is such a thing. So uh, yeah, I'll go Rapongi 3K with the, with the uh, Rapidu. Uh, I, I don't have an answer for that one. Yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off of your answer. Uh, Xavier says, question, will Joel and Damon be watching the Scott Steiner versus Hornswoggle match live at AIW, the Slumber Party Massacre Mania weekend? I don't, I, what, is that the Thursday? Um, I don't know. Because I get in Thursday, and I got to check in Thursday. Um, huh. I'd like to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, talk about a crazy fucking match. That might be something that would be uh, good with a couple beers in you. Um, yeah, I would do it. I don't. I, I don't know if I'm going to pay money. I'll see if I get, let's put it this way. If I can get somebody to get me a ticket, I'm fucking there. Uh, and I'll buy a beer. I'll buy that person a beer. If, am I going to lay out the money for it right now? I don't know. I don't know how I'm paying my fucking mortgage. Let's be truthful, all right? So I don't know how many more pro wrestling tickets I'm going to buy. Um, I think. I think. I'm, I think my 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 agenda is set for right now for, for at least the next year paying off this debt that I'll have for this trip. All right. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Mix or Plick says, you can book Osprey, Kushida, and Ibushi in both Best of Super Juniors and the G1 between the Never Junior G1 clause and Osprey losing and gaining weight. <laughs> Kushida beats Ibushi during Best of Super Juniors to set up Challenge at Dominion. Do you think there's any merit to this idea? Uh, I'm just going to jump in there and say no. Uh, I know Ibushi can't take many losses in Best of Super Juniors, but he could lose to just... Ibushi and Osprey. Oh, so he's losing to himself now and still not win block. I'm expecting some skepticism from Damon about Kushida in the G1 and want to have a counter argument ready. Kushida could put in a great showing at the G1, going 6-3 or something with roll-ups and backslaps. <laughs> Anyone could beat anybody with a roll-up. After G1 in interview, Kushida says... Uh, Kushida can say he was asked if he wanted to step up to heavyweight and said no says his heart is a junior to him the IWGP junior title is the most important in the world uh, Scampi's joining in here and that he wants to be a legend like Tiger and Liger I love the creativity of it full marks for that but this is galaxy brain stuff if I've ever seen it <laughs> yeah I mean I don't I, what, I, what, is there a question in it what's the question what, give, give me give me the one question in that in that uh, that that rambling, please. I don't know. I think it was: Are we going to get Ibushi, Kushida, and Osprey in the best of Super Juniors and in the G One next year? No, just simple. No, no, one or the other, um, and it's going to be G One. I guarantee that you'll see Will Osprey and Kota Ibushi in G One. So uh, I appreciate the effort, but I'm going to go. Bzzzt. Yeah, keep the questions coming, though, because I, I always enjoy those ones. And Dan says, with Ishimori and Takagi signing and others introduced, like Robbie Eagles, um, probably forgetting others in both categories, does 2018 mark one of New Japan's best years in terms of free agent signings? Yeah, I haven't really thought about that. Those are uh, just off the bat two very, very good acquisitions. Um, I, I wouldn't know, historically, have there been any other years where they've picked up other... Uh, high quality free agents like that. I mean, Okada could be one of those, right? <laughs> you know, that, was, that was a pretty decent free agent signing from a Japanese group. Um, 
I think 2019 will be 2018. How's that for a hot take when, when, talk, when you talk about signings? How about that? Hmm, interesting. Um, okay, Twitter. Derek, what surprise angle do you think we'll get in New Year's Dash? In 2018, we had Jericho attacking Naito and Switchblade turning down the Bullet Club. 2017 was the return of Suzuki-gun. 2016 was Omega turning on AJ. I'm predicting a Golden Lovers breakup. That's a good one. That's that's not bad. That I that's 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 smart money actually. Uh, yeah, I think I think Joel, you you will be you'll be in beautiful Cork and Hall, and I think that's that's going to be your memory. Um, I think the the writing's on the wall for that one. Good job there. I'll I'll go with that. Uh, I think we'll get the uh, as I said earlier. I think we'll get the outcome of this chaos mole bullet club thing and I'm, I'm still saying it's going to be Beretta. Uh, Tyler says any potential schedule surprises coming at Wrestle Kingdom uh, I don't think so I don't think we're going to get anything extra there any guesses on potential news dash surprises um, maybe some comebacks uh, possibility of maybe Kitamura or possibly um, Kawato probably a bit early for Kawato but um, there's two names that uh, could be possible surprises. And is there a match that you feel will over-deliver at Wrestle Kingdom? Um, I'm hoping that it, that's Okada Jay White. I'm hoping everybody walks out of that with uh, just a smile on their face, you know, thinking about that match. So um, that's that's my hope for over-deliver. But I think, uh, you know, going into it, Naito and Jericho, um, I'm, I'm again, expectation-wise, it's not the highest, but... If that can can over deliver like like it has before with Jericho matches, I would be super happy with that. So um, I'll go with uh, any of those two. Ben says, "What match on the card have you had the biggest change of heart over for better or worse?" I've had a change of heart for better mm-hmm. over the heavyweight tag three way, which initially I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they've made the whole tag league pointless," but then I thought, actually, I think the match is going to be really good. So uh, I would say that was my biggest change of heart. I think it's Jay White Okada, actually. Um, again, it, it, patience is certainly not my strong suit. So, you know, it, it that, that long burn of getting to where we are right now um, with, you know, again, the hope and, and prayers being that Jay White delivers in this big-time match to, to put him over the top, um, That that's kind of... Uh, let's put it this way. It might not be my most <clears throat> anticipated match, but it definitely is one that I have much more intrigue and interest in than, say, you know, three or four months ago. Okay, uh, Louis says, any predictions on which match will go over time? Last year, the juniors went over time, but with, as it was a four-way, it was hard not to. So did Jericho and Omega. At least the main event was still great between Okada and Naito. I don't know, because... The thing about the timings, that's all just rumours, isn't it? I, I don't know if that's actually been verified anywhere. I would say if I thought any match was going to go over the allotted time, it would probably be the opener, um, Osprey and Ibushi. I can see those guys getting carried away and doing more than they're supposed to because they're both pretty crazy guys. Um, what about yourself? Yeah, I mean, th- that would that would really set... I don't want to say derail the show because that would set a tone. Then they're, then they're behind the whole night. So... Um... And then it's easier to shave off. You know, it's harder when it's in the middle to kind of shave shit off because you, you want to leave shit for the uh, main event. But if it, if it starts at, off behind schedule, you know, 
those next couple matches might get shaved. Um, but yeah, that's probably the one that will, would I would be a little bit worried about them going long if, in fact, that, that is a problem uh, and a challenge. Uh, I think the main event definitely goes over 30. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, I, I, but I think those, the, the, those are the two. Kato Potato says, uh, I just want to ask a New Year's Dash question. Is Ibushi leaving his mans? Well, you're the second person who suggested that. So now you've put that idea out there. I can't really think of anything else. But Wrestle Kingdom questions, do you think the Young Bucks will get the championships or will LIJ retain? Well, I think G.O.D. are going to retain. And which match do you think has the potential of stealing the spotlight from the Tannen main event? Uh, yeah, again, the opener, Ibushi Osprey. I could easily, easily see that being a five-star match and nothing else living up to that. But... I don't think anything is going to steal the spotlight from the main event. I still think, come the end of the show, that's going to be a five-star match. Yeah, and the one thing that the opener doesn't have, that the main event does have, is a a bucket full of drama, right? It just, you know, it's going to be the buzz and the electricity in the air for that main event that's also going to play a huge factor um, along with it being an outstanding pro wrestling match. And that's where I think the opener might fall short, where it's going to be a great match, but it might not have that 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 drama factor going into it that the main event definitely has. Uh, tranquilo putos. Uh, that's probably something very rude, isn't it? How likely is it the LIJ roll call happens and will you, Joel, and Damien Sandow haha, uh, cry if Hiromu appears just like I will? Well, I hadn't thought about that. What do you think of the possibility of Hiromu making uh, an appearance with an LIJ roll call? Mm. That would be a moment, wouldn't it? Uh, I'll say it's a 50%. It's really his call, right? If he if he wants to do that. Let's put it this way. If, if he wants to do it, they're, they're doing it. Um, it's really the ball's in his court on that. And uh, But it would be an awesome moment. That is for sure. And yes, the tear ducks might well up. Brian says, will it be the biggest tragedy if Suzuki comes out to the Suzuki-Goon faction theme instead of Kazeni Nare? Yep, yep. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You you booked it. Suzuki's got to come out first. Even with his new jazzed up John Bon Jovi remix of his theme, it's got to be Kazanina Ray. Or I'm going to walk out of that fucking dome, Damon. Wow. Well, I'm going to walk out too when it's over five hours later. <laughs> but uh, I can't sleep there. They won't let me. Um, yeah, they open the show with that. Get the get the place rocking. That's that. That's what you do. Uh, Jose says, do you see Shibata on Tanahashi's corner? Oh, now that's something that has come up a few times. Uh, the possibility of Shibata coming out. Either either he's in Tanahashi's corner and then after the main event, he says that I'm back and I want a challenge for the belt or something like that. But putting all that fantasy to one side, do you think Shibata's in Tanahashi's corner? Uh, I think it's a very good possibility because I know he's in Tokyo. Because I know that, um, if I'm not, I don't know, but I was told that the uh, California crew are are working some undercard sh- uh, matches, um, whether and they're and they're working ringside at Dash and um, they're they're there if I'm not mistaken. So, um, I would not be surprised if uh, Shibata is at least walks out to the ramp with him or something along those lines. Lines, I, I, I would not be surprised. Uh, Harry Hotspur. Harry, are you a Tottenham Hotspur fan? If you are, never email us again. I'm joking, of course, Harry. Thank, thanks for listening. Um, what do you guys think about starting a petition to get Ishii a run at the IWGP Intercontinental title? I think Ishii would be a very good IC champion. That's that's no problem with that at all. Fine. Let, let's do it. I, I, would, I would sign up for that tomorrow. 
Eric, now that he is back in the main event, what are the odds that Tanahashi brings back high energy for the dome? It will blow the roof off the place. I've said that a few times. I would love it if they do that, but I don't think they will. I think we're going to get the, I think it's, is it love and energy, mm-hmm. the new mm-hmm. theme? And honestly, this is a hot take. I kind of like that song. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I, I'm keen on it. And if you also play it whilst watching the opening video to Power Rangers, it also syncs up really nicely. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm used to the, the, the to it now. At first it was jarring and you didn't hear uh, the usual standard, but um, no, I'm fine with it. Uh, he'll come out with, uh, he'll come out to his current theme and that'll be that. Edu says, I'm sure this will be discussed, but what impact, if any, do you think the AEW rumours will have in the results at Wrestle Kingdom? If Kenny drops the title, do you give any credit to said rumours or would you suppose he was going to lose anyway? I don't think it's going to have any uh, bearing on the Wrestle Kingdom results at all because it's not announced yet. And I think if it is announced, it's not going to be starting up immediately. So, uh, yeah, no effect at all. Um, I I don't know if it'll be no effect, but... um... I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know. I really don't know. And I and I and I to speculate on something like that. I, I we I don't know. It's not like it's a prediction of a, of a match. Um, I, I I'm gonna say definitely maybe that it can have an impact on what we see come January fourth, uh, because no one really knows what what that looks like right now. So possibly. Andrew says, who do you feel is the most improved wrestler in NJPW? I'm tempted to say Taichi here, but I think Taichi's always been good. He's just had more opportunities to show that he's been good this year. Um, Again, going back to our awards, I think I picked Hangman Page for that. Jay White also with a good shout. Lots of people made big strides this year. January 4th, it's Jay White's day. Um, that'll, That'll be the proof in the pudding. So that'll complete the package and I'll go Jay White. Thomas says, which is the more supportive duo, Taichi Abe or Saber and Taka? That's a really tricky one. I'm going to go with Taichi and Abe because when Taichi won the Never Openweight title, she was so happy for him. And you could really tell that, you know, she's a very, very supportive valet. So it's hard to pick, but I'm going to go Taichi Abe. Yeah. I mean, if I'm kayfabing it, um, She's been there through thick and thin, right? Um, standing there, supporting, even in the toughest of times. So, uh, yeah, I'll go with that route. Uh, that sounds that sounds that sounds fair. All right, this is an interesting one. Celia says, "Does Damon have any plans to make out with any wrestlers there? And if so, can you please record it? Thanks." <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Celia. Um, uh, do I have any plan? I, I listen. Those things don't necessarily uh, uh, are planned, right? Sometimes magic happens, right? Sometimes uh, you know you get a couple pops in you, and uh, the next thing you know, you're 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 sexually choking Jushin Liger, right? Right? <laughs> what do you mean? These things happen. We've all We've been all there. Been there, right? So uh, look. Uh, I can't predict. Uh, we'll s- listen, and, and and in this in this modern age where everyone has a cell phone and everyone has a, a, a recording device on them, I'm sure someone will capture it. So uh, maybe uh, maybe uh, your fantasies will come true at that point. Uh, I that can't possibly be anyone's fantasy, Joe. Uh, but uh, look, I'll, I'll just leave it at Tokyo is a magical place, and you never know what can happen uh, in a magical place like Tokyo. So. Uh, Look, 
if 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 Isica wants to roll through the crowd and just make a pit stop where I'm at and and you know and and, and get down, I'm down. I'm down, Isica. All right. What do you think of that? Oh God, what have I committed to? That is a spicy take indeed. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kaz says, which wrestler who is not on this year's Wrestle Kingdom card do you see being on next year's card in a prominent position? Uh, well, there's not really much to choose from people who are not on the card. I guess if we're looking at the uh, Gauntlet match, then you'd look at someone like Goto maybe that you would figure would be in a prominent spot on the cards. Um, Suzuki, again, those are the two names that stick out. If he sticks around Hangman Page, I could see him getting something next year, but I don't think he will stick around. Um, Beretta, I think they're quite keen on him, so he could be doing something at next year's Wrestle Kingdom. So uh, plenty to pick from there. Uh, how about, how about Taichi? I think he deserves it. He should be in the main event next year, but uh, it's not going to happen. No, probably not. All right. Um, Tony says is good mic work enough to keep Switchblade in the main event picture I just don't see him as a guy who will cons- consistently deliver great matches I think Tony uh, we've talked about this before the fact that he has to do the cheating thing and show that he's a scumbag heel is uh, inhibiting the match quality somewhat but if those that leash is taken off and he is allowed to wrestle a match without having to do all the cheating stuff at the end I think you will see that he is a great wrestler because I've seen him having great matches you know you go and watch the uh, match that he had I think it was War of the Worlds um, Jay White against Will Ospreay last year yeah that was a great match he's got it he's got all the tools he just it's it's the gimmick that's making some people uh, give hesitancy before they really get behind him Yep, I agree, and, and we talked about it. This is this is the match that that hopefully that uh, the Tonys of the world kind of kind of see the light on the Jay White. This this is it. Paul, uh, if Omega retains against Tanahashi, who do you think he eventually loses the belt to? My pick would be Naito. Who would you choose? Yeah, I'm going Naito at Dominion. Naito Dominion would be my pick if if Tanahashi wins. Okay, uh, Robert says, since NJPW hates women so much, shouldn't they start running shows in Saudi Arabia? The greatest Wrestle Kingdom, the greatest Road to Sakura Genesis day, th- uh, day three. Oh, God. Don't bring that evil into the world, Robert. I mean, they, there was North Korea at one time. There was. Uh, look, I think, I think that topic has been online, has just been battered and beaten. The, at the end of the day, Stardom is having a, uh, their own show, WrestleMania weekend. Support that. So support them, but sell sell out that building, buy the merch, make them want to come back. That's that's how you support. That I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's that's how you support. So I'm glad that's been put to rest. Travis asking the big questions, the important questions: lemon sour or highball when in the stadium? Mm. I tell you what, the last time I was there, <clears throat> I had a couple too many strong zeros, and and it was the last highball that that put me over the over the fucking brink. Um, highballs are really good. They're really, they're really great. Um, hmm. I, I might have to go highball, highball, Joel. I'm going to tell you a funny story here. So the first time me and Mally went to Japan, we were hanging out with a couple of friends of ours who lived there. And we went to a little bar in, I think it was uh, Golden Guy district. And a really, really tiny place. It was like one table. And we ordered a few drinks. Um, I think Mally ordered a highball. I think I ordered a lemon sour. And then the, the, the owner brought our drinks over and he put the drinks down. And as he put the lemon sour down, he went, lemon sour, 
Mali thought that was some sort of greeting or way of saying thank you. So she goes, lemon sour, and like bows her head. And then the waiter goes, lemon sour. And Mali goes, lemon sour. And then he goes off to get another lemon sour. And we were just pissing ourselves and laughing at her. Uh, you wound up with four more lemon sours. Uh, you know, I'm going out with you guys. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> get drinks forever. Oh. All right. Uh, next question. Tim says, do you think they'll have a strict stopping time considering they're now on pay-per-view with fight? Nope. Or do they not have time limitations? Um, what are the chances of another pre-show match or adding more tag teams to the gauntlet? We're missing Liger, Tiger Mask, Chase Owens, Bad Luck, Farley, Tenzan, Manabu, Kojima, Taichi, Lizuka, <laughs> Hinare and Honma that's enough to make a fun battle roll with a few added surprises uh, I don't think we're getting any of those I think we are getting what has already been announced and it's a shame those guys didn't make it um, what do you say about the time limitations no um, I, I don't think fight is under those those same kind of restrictions um, when it, with pay-per-view because the, the issues with pay-per-view were, were the satellite right so the, the cable companies would uh basically block off times on the satellite. That's that's where the issues were when it comes to time. I don't think they're under those restrictions. It's kind of like a streaming service. So they could go as long as they want. Um, Fight TV is not going to, you know, it's not like there's a, you know, the local news is waiting to get on at 11 o'clock um, and, and they got to preempt. They, they can go as long as they want and they will go. It's going to be a long show, kids. Just FYI, you got to understand that it's going to be a long show it's going to go quick because it's going to be great but it you know you're in for four or five hours at least um on these shows michael says what do you most want to see in 2019 i would like to be there in osaka joe hall when naito wins the title and i'd also like to see zach saber jr get a singles title under his belt (laughs) or on his belt that is the belt the metaphor doesn't work the i'd like to see somebody pay off my credit card in 2019 (laughs) Because it's awfully high right now because of this trip. Um, uh, from a pro wrestling standpoint, uh, you know what I want to see? I want to see a legitimate main event at Madison Square Garden. And I want to see a legitimate New Japan pro wrestling show at Madison Square Garden. That's what I want. And I want to see a surprise person debut at Madison Square Garden. That's that's my 2019 Oh, and obviously we want Hiromu and Shibata back, fit and healthy Correct. and ready to wrestle. Um, speaking of which, Ryan says, if Shibata did return at Dash or end of Wrestle Kingdom, how loud a pop are we talking about? Road Warrior, Austin coming to the ring to help Foley win the title, or All Japan Pillars of Heaven pop? And will there be a meetup for listeners going to Tokyo for Wrestle Kingdom? If so, details, please. So let's work backwards on that. As I said at the start of the show, January 4th, 11am, TGI Friday near Karakuen Hall. That has been arranged by WH Park from Post Wrestling we will be there. Make sure you get there nice and early because the demand is increasing. We've been promoting that one for a while and having more people sliding into the mentions asking about meetups and stuff. So you've got to get there early because we've got space for 30 people, I think. And then when that's full, it's and full. I, no one else And you know it, I'm so. popping the fucking crowd. You know I'm popping that gate. Hell yeah. So, so uh, yeah, get, get, I mean, get there early. I, I, we can't guarantee. We, I, I, I mean, I don't – listen – I, I, I don't know, but there's, there will be people there, so get there early, and uh, it is going to be a fucking blast. Let me tell you something. Um, and, then, and then the party keeps going on outside uh, with, with everybody hanging out outside, and then, boom, then we got to show. It's the greatest day of the year. Greatest day of the year, and, and holy shit, it's happening. It literally, I mean, in, in, in mere hours, I'm going to be getting on an airplane and going. So uh, holy fucking shit. Now, 
the butterflies are in my stomach. <laughs> it's, we're really rocking. This is really happening. Yeah, speaking of the Shibata pop, it's going to be on par with a pop in that TGI Friday when Damon fucking McDonald walks through the door. Oh. It's going to blow the roof off the just place. Both of us, man. I mean, and, and WH Park and, and everybody. It's just going to be fucking great. It's going to be fucking great. Um, so, yeah. the three musketeers. Get there early. Get there early because it's going to be uh, – it, uh, people, people are going to want to come say. It's going to be fun. Uh, Gabriel says, should Wrestle Kingdom 30 sell out, will the criticism of the booking still hold water? I think – I don't think it is going to sell out. But when the attendance does come out and – I think we're likely to be getting around 40,000. I think quite a few people are going to have to take an L. I think, I think you know, 42 is my number, and I think it'll go over. Um, yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. If they do, you know, there's positive. We look at this with, a, with a, um, an objective eye. And there are there has been good and there has been bad. I, there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean we still can't support the product. It doesn't still mean that we don't love the product. Um, can can there things be things that can be improved? Absolutely, and we'll be the first to point them out. But we'll also be the the one that, that'll do a three hour show talking about a, a Wrestle Kingdom that we are absolutely pants down over, pants fucking down. So good and bad, and that and that that's what makes us. Uh, I hope. Um, the the people's choice when it comes to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling podcasts. Timothy, give a bold prediction and estimate. Where do you think the show will land as far as all time best Wrestle Kingdom shows? Could be right up there. Could be right yeah, up there. I really, I really, I mean, just on paper, match quality wise, drama, not knowing what the fuck's going to happen. Um, it, it could it could very well be right up there. Let's put it this way. I'm, I'm saying, uh, who knows what's going to happen, right? I might, again, who knows what happens in Tokyo. Um, I'm going into this with the objective of I really got to watch how much I drink because I want to remember every second. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really think this is going to be that good where it's like, mm, I'm going to take the water instead of the beer um, just just to make sure everything's clear and focused on, on this show because I think it will be one of the best. Uh, Jordan says, what do you see next for G.O.D.? Assuming they're losing the heavyweight tag belts and that Omega and Ibushi go after Sonata and Evil, do you see either of G.O.D. maybe challenging for the U.S. title or having a good G1 run? Uh, no, I think they're locked in as tag teams, uh, tag team partners and the fact that Tangelo got zero singles matches uh, last well, this year tells you all you need to know. And I think they're retaining the belts. Um, I could see them going on to feud with the Golden Lovers. There's plenty of other tag teams, but yeah, I think they're retaining. Yep. Uh, I don't know if they're retaining or not, but they're, they're in the tag team mix still, and, and that should not change. That's their wheelhouse, and that's where they should be. Uh, Jeremy says, for the new listeners, first-time Wrestle Kingdom watchers, what do you recommend on powering through the night slash early morning? And for both of you, uh, besides Will, is there anything else you think is going to make this Wrestle Kingdom their bitch and make themselves a star? Uh, this might be easy, but I think Jay's going to do it. If you ever saw him against Osprey and ROH, oh, there you go. We just referenced that one. He's pretty damn good. So I think we covered the other points, but um, advice for people who are trying to power through and watch Wrestle Kingdom live. Co- I've never done it myself. Cocaine. I don't, <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that, I hear that keeps people up. Um, honestly, to try and take a nap during the day. It's hard if you can, you know, if you have responsibilities, great. Um, I'm, I'm more of a try and get some sleep at normal time and then wake up 
uh, as opposed to just staying up and trying to stay awake. Um, that's usually hard because you're usually really struggling and you don't enjoy the show as much. Um, pow- get your get your energy drinks, your Red Bulls, get your coffee. Uh, pace, walk. Don't just sit on your couch because it's easy to nod off on your couch. Every match, get up, do a I don't know, cu- couple push-ups, do a jumping jacks. I don't give a shit. Go outside in the in a cool breeze. I don't know, you know, have sex with your I don't know something. Do something. Um, but I think the match quality will will be more than enough to keep you wide awake. Uh, Scott says, "How many five star matches will Dave Meltzer give to this show?" I I think it's nailed on that that main event is getting five stars. Uh, anything else you think? Big Dave is going to swing the five stars for? I mean, if it's good, he'll give it five. Um, I think potentially five's on the table for the main event. Potentially five's on the on the table for the first match. Um, I think Ishimori and, and uh, Kushida, potential. I think, uh, you know, listen, anything on the top of that card has potential to be five. Um, but I think, it, like, if I'm a betting man, main event, you you... That, that's where I'm putting my money. That, that's where the odds are favored. Uh, something we touched on before. Jeremy, is there a chance we might see Kitamura return at New Year's Dash? Will he be solo or in a faction? Uh, that's an interesting question. I could see Kitamura being like the muscle of Bullet Club. I think he'd be a good addition to that because I think they could do with another Japanese guy in there. So um, what do you reckon? Odds of Kitamura coming back and what faction would you put him in? I mean, it could happen. Um, I don't know if that's super impactful. I don't know if like the whole cr- everybody in the crowd will be oh you know you know what I mean um, it could happen uh, I'll give it a thirty percent chance though all right well that just about does it if you are not hyped for Wrestle Kingdom by now then nothing is going to get you there I I just I, words fail me Damon I just. I think I've just exhausted all possible adjectives and descriptions I have for how fucking hyped I am to get my ass on that plane to Japan and sit my ass down in the Tokyo Dome and enjoy this show because it's going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great couple days. It's going to be uh, a wonderful time for everyone. I look forward to meeting every single one of you. If you're going to this show and you're as hyped as we are, Please, you, you, I'm not hard to find. Joel's not hard to find. My crew's not hard to find. You'll you'll know it. Show up at that TGI Fridays uh, at 11 o'clock, Wrestle Kingdom Day. Let's have a great time and continue the party outside. Um, if you see me on the streets, by all means, say hello. Come up. Uh, 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 you know, beers, drinks, whatever. We'll figure it out. But uh, I appreciate every single one of you guys and girls and and people and friends. Uh, I will see you in Tokyo. And Joel, for the first time, I'm looking forward to seeing you. We're going to do a little – I'm going to bring some recording equipment. Uh, we're going to do a little little post-show, a little something, a little extra. And uh, by all means, it's going to be a great week. If you're home and you're watching this on TV, enjoy. R- rest up, relax, and, and enjoy what arguably could be one of the best Wrestle Kingdoms ever. So uh, – Yep, I'm at an 11. I'm ready to fucking go. Let's let's fucking do this. Bang. Boom. All right, join the Discord. Good good shit going on there. The link to that is pinned to our Twitter page. Thank you uh, to Editor Dan. Give his YouTube channel a visit, 219 Films and Evodcast. Get yourself your Super J-Cast t-shirt in time 
make sure you're wearing it when you meet us. Otherwise, we won't talk to you. So visit our Pro Wrestling Tea store. Uh, subscribe to Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Lots of good shit there. Five Snake Review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Jcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you for your support in 2018. This will be our last show of the year. And looking forward to more good stuff in 2019. Goodbye.